to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Matt Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to insert a quick disclaimer for anyone who has never listened to our show before. You should know that we start every single episode with some banter between ourselves where we discuss our own personal hauntings, shout out our donors, and maybe just talk about things that have nothing to do with the topic at hand. If that does not interest you at all, you can open up the show notes. The very first sentence in all caps is going to tell you the exact time point to skip to to get straight to the story from our title. You can skip to that time at any time to skip the intro. Otherwise, let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone, to Let's Get Haunted, Natalia. Uh, we are in November. I know we are kind of, we've been in November for a while, but I just can't believe it's finally November. I'm still reeling from uh, just a really hectic October. Yeah, that was gnarly. You know what I'm really pissed about? What? This is a personal haunting. My period is really regular to the dot. Like it'll start the same day. Exactly. Perfect every month. And uh-huh. I think October was so stressful for me that it just threw my period off. And so I had two periods in one month. And now my wedding day, I had like chosen it to be right during the week where I'm like fertile. So I'd have like lots of energy and I don't have to be moody or stressed. And now it set it up so that my period is going to be happening the day after I get married. So the entire time I'm going to be wondering if I'm about to start my period. I'm upset. Oh, wow. Like you're being so dramatic. Like it doesn't matter. No, actually it really does because like I'm getting married in the Arctic Circle. I like chose it so that I would be able to enjoy this trip because I'm going to be in the fucking Arctic Circle. I don't want to have to like worry about if I'm going to bleed through my Arctic clothing, if I'm going to be able to find a bathroom, like all this stuff. I'm just like frustrated. I'm sorry. Being a woman that has a period is like it's so yeah you have to rearrange your life sometimes around stuff and it's super frustrating I want to know what the science is behind sinking because I feel like there's something to it when you're with other people constantly like my co-worker and I used to always sync up our cycles no matter what mm-hmm. she got a hysterectomy and so after that like my period stopped and I was like is this a coincidence or is it not I don't know but I'm sorry that happened that's super frustrating do you think because it's irregular right now do you think that there's a chance that it'll continue to be irregular so that you won't be on your period for your wedding my intuition is telling me no my intuition is just telling me that October was really tough on me because we were doing a lot so I wasn't sleeping like I wasn't keeping my schedule I go to sleep at the same time and try to wake up at the same time every day I try to eat like the same food follow like a pretty strict like regimen for my own mental health because I'm you know have like a history of depression so I have to like try to keep everything really in tune I think it's just gonna be a learning curve for me how to to deal with my brain and my cycle and try to be productive member of society it's just gonna be something I have to figure out because right now it's not working I'm stressed the only thing that I can think of to change the period would be you know hormones and you don't want to do that obviously because then that's a whole different yeah. problem of trying to you know then you're, you might have skin problems or you might have yeah mood swings yeah. or something yeah it's that's rough maybe like when I'm no longer on my period it won't seem like this big of a deal and I'll be like that would be hilarious if I bleed through my dress like oh that'll be so funny and everyone will laugh and we'll all just be like haha this is so fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what Maybe in some cultures, you want to be on your period during your wedding. Maybe it's yeah. like a sign of, of good luck. I don't know. I've heard, right, well, like rain on your wedding day is considered good luck, even though yeah. I, I think people just say that to make you feel better when like your wedding is 
ruined. But see, like <laughs> rain to me is fun because like my mental health, my health, like my body is important to me in the sense that like if I don't have energy, if I'm in a bad mood, if I'm depressed, if I'm like in a bitch mood, I'm not going to enjoy my wedding or I'm going to notice things that are like superficial, you know, like rather than being like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm here like with all my friends and I'm so loved and da da da. I'm going to be like, oh. Uh, this is texture feels weird on my skin and like I I have to you know what I mean like I just am a different person so yeah I don't know I I googled it because I was like this has got to be something that people have to deal with all the time and there were all these articles that were written about like how to avoid your period on your wedding day and they were talking about how people will go on birth control for a little while to just like set their cycle off on a different day but like every single article was talking about how to avoid it there was not one that was like how to embrace it it was just like terror it's like this must be so bad for you this is your big day every single article would start off like you might have wondered what will happen if on the most important day of my life i'm on my period so then it just got me more stressed out because i'm like is this the most fucking important day of my life like to me a wedding is like a birthday it's like a fun thing to celebrate not the most important day of your i hope to god that my wedding's not the most important day of my life that would just be like sad (laughs) that sounds good that you're going in with that mentality because if it's not the most important day of your life and and you are on your period it's not ideal but at least yeah. you're not on your period um you know while you're walking across a stage accepting an award or something i feel like the most important day of my life would be like yeah like the day you save humanity like the day yeah. you like <laughs> the nobel peace prize yeah you get like a rip in the space time continuum and like solve like some crazy time traveling conundrum so anyways i was just really stressed out about that but now i've vented enough and it's over so what's going on with you there are 40 mile per hour winds today. Um, so the Santa Ana winds are blowing. I don't know if it's the Santa Anas. That's a good question. I'm not. I mean, it must be. It's fall, but yeah, it was just crazy. I didn't notice if it was dry or not. But so I didn't sleep like at all last night because one of my dogs, Winnie is like very sensitive. She's very sweet, very sweet, sensitive soul. I think she's a human trapped in a dog body. Mm-hmm. But there, the winds were so crazy that like it was blowing through the cracks and the windows and oh, wow. making all the doors in the house creak and slam. And even though they were shut, you know what I mean? Then a tree branch fell from the neighbor's tree on top of the house and like it was just like, boom, I haven't even looked at that yet. So I had to drag the two dog crates into the bedroom with me because Winnie will not sleep. Littlefoot doesn't give a shit. I don't even think, I think his brain is smaller than like a walnut. <laughs> so I don't think he even knows what's happening ever. I think I've said this before. My theory is that Winnie was a human reincarnated into a dog and that's why she has like some sentience whereas Littlefoot Mm. was definitely like a dandelion that was just really good at being (laughs) a dandelion and now has been granted yeah the ability to look around with eyes and he's just like I don't understand it's too much. yeah it's too much <laughs> so he he doesn't like fully register loud noises so he was just right. asleep like who gives a shit and then Winnie yeah was just crying I felt so bad so then I had to mm. drag their giant dog crates into the bedroom and then that was at like four in the morning and there's a field I had to pass by a, a field on my way here that field was purchased by Amazon no. to build an Amazon facility on part of it but the oh. rest of it is just fallow land and so when you get these super strong winds there's just this giant dust storm dust storm, and it's crazy it's yeah to like block out your vision while you're on the freeway temporarily i'm like how is this legal for amazon to just be like hey we bought this giant farm and we're not going to do anything with it and it's now fallow and you might crash your car because of the dust we're like on the precipice right now of opening up a conversation about 
the Dust Bowl. Again. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. We're so close. We're so to it. close. It's dangerously close. We're being dragged right back into the Dust Bowl. <laughs> what are the recurring stories on the show? It's like we almost always get dragged into 9 11, yeah, the, the Dust Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> There's got to be one more. If you guys can think of one more, please comment. People who have been like unfortunately listening to this show for five yeah. years, tell us what are the things that we just like keep bringing up and we can't stop talking about them. Yeah. And also leave a comment in the photo dump for this episode if you got married and there was some issue with your period and how you dealt with it. Because yeah. if Google isn't yielding any helpful results, that's like the main reason to continue this show is just for crowdsourcing solutions to things so how about everybody leave a comment with what you did to either avoid your period on your wedding day or if you had your period on your wedding day leave a comment being like it wasn't that bad here's what I did and it actually was okay I took a bunch of Xanax or I (laughs) I don't know like I did some sort of like Reiki energy work on my uterus to just make it teleport into someone else's body temporarily I don't know anything about Reiki there's like a thing called the honeymoon pill where it stops your period it like delays it but it doesn't prevent you from getting pregnant but I don't I'm not gonna fuck with that I think I'm probably if it doesn't my cycle doesn't go back to normal just like gonna take birth control for a little while to like reset it and then get it back on track because there's like three months from now so hopefully it'll figure itself out then I know it's coming up quick do you want to tell I don't know if you've told our listeners much about it I know you said Arctic Circle but I don't know if you like really went into depth about the location yet have you I've talked about on the podcast how I'm really interested in the Arctic Circle oh yeah we did the episode on Amo Koivun. And that's another thing. I bring up the Arctic Circle very <laughs> the, okay, often. Okay, there's another one. Yep. Antarctica. Yeah, and, that's another so one. So two opposites. Antarctica <laughs> gets brought up and the Arctic Circle. So I decided to get married in the Arctic Circle in Finland. If we have any Finns who listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. let me know. Um, I feel like my wedding planner is just really blunt. So I don't know how wedding culture is like in other places, but in America, when you have a wedding planner, like, hey, babe, like, do you love this napkin? Or like, are you feeling <laughs> this like twine? That's so you know, True. but then with my wedding planner, she's like, here's two options for your bouquet. There's roses or you can give me another option. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, OK, like, let's just do roses. I think that roses are fine. Why not? I just want to be in the Arctic Circle under the Northern Lights. I'm getting yeah. married in a snow chapel. So it's like literally built by people every year. And then it melts into the ground, which I think is like really poetic and beautiful because it's a temporary thing. Beautiful. Yeah, there's going to be reindeer. It's just going to be very natural and strange. We're like staying in these little log cabins that are... Um, very isolated there's like nothing to do there they're made out of glass and you just like hang out with reindeer and snowshoe and like drink warm alcoholic beverages all day and it just sounds fun to me you know I just liked the idea of it and there's like huskies and stuff and so it's not the place where you want to be on your period I'm not I don't feel like I'm being like a diva about this I feel like I'm just being pragmatic we have to take a train to get there like it's in the middle of fucking nowhere when I'm like out on a snowmobile for four hours like in arctic conditions I don't want to be like how the fuck am I going to take off four layers of clothing in front of all these people in a like literally snow can you imagine like a worse (laughs) place to try to change your period out like it's white everywhere yeah yeah and then you have to pack out everything so there's no trash cans like you would just have to get off in like eight feet of soft snow disappear into a hole in the ground for a moment and then come out and put your like dirty used bloody products like in your pocket yeah not ideal for sure yeah (laughs) it's not the best and i I know there's people out there that are like so rugged and so cool they're like yeah i went camping and i just shit in my hand and it was great (laughs) okay 
okay, that's great. This is a fucking wedding. And I know it's like rugged, but I also like don't want to feel like a gross gremlin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I feel that. There's still like a layer of ceremonial importance to it. (laughs) Finn women, if you listen to our show, we've charted before on the Apple Top 100 in Finland. So we have. have. So if there are Finns listening to this, how do you have your period in the snow? Right. They're like, we don't. Yeah. Right. Like, do you just will it back into your body? Do you dig a hole? Like, I don't understand. I just feel like this is a very tourist type thing. Like, I'm sure if you're from the fucking Arctic Circle, when it's winter, you like leave. You're like, why the fuck would I want to be here during winter unless you're like a seasonal worker and or something they're probably like why the fuck would you want to get married in the snow like it's so depressing and weird but it's like cool for us we're like oh this is a snow globe some Finn people tell me if this Mm -hmm. is slander or not I've read some like travel vlogs on Finland because I wanted to be prepared going to (laughs) Finland and some people were like people in the Arctic Circle are very strange that's so funny look I haven't been there so I can't say if this is true or not but the general consensus was that people are very strange they're not very social they spend a lot of time by themselves in darkness and someone was talking about how they went into a sauna and it was just everyone's fully nude which I don't think is that big of a deal but everyone was fully nude and they went in and they said that you were all like just touching like thigh to thigh against like sweaty (laughs) strangers and that they were listening to heavy metal in there it was like yeah 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 and yeah, silent like, and crazy like, heavy yeah. metal music and everyone's just naked and sweating and then I guess they have this like ritual they have like a ritual where people come in and like beat you with like a wooden bush or something it's wow. like literally like branches that's metal. come in and like hit yeah. you while you're sweating in the sauna I could see people in Finland being super into metal there's something about super super calm pale people where you're like I know you're into metal mm-hmm. like I know that you're just like alone in your room in the dark rocking out and it's not sinister you know like here if you saw like the equivalent you'd be like i need to be far away from you sir like but no in finland i could just see it being like ah, but you're just sitting there like vibing like yeah i live in extremes right that's i think what i mean i yeah. feel like extreme people are always like very calm because they're just mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna be bothered by anything because i like have to live in seven months of darkness during the year and it's like too right. cold to go outside and i listen to let's get haunted and i'm i'm not okay which makes me okay yeah like (laughs) negative what is it like two negatives cancel each other out or something i don't know girl math you took your life from negative to positive positive. yeah finnish people do you listen to pitbull that's another question i have for the comments well hopefully it happened do you think is there a chance it's gonna get like blizzarded out i don't know anything about february in the arctic circle no i mean it's gonna be fucking cold it's dark most of the day like from 11 a.m to 4 30 p.m that's your daylight hours and it's still dark during that time kind of there's snow like all the time huge snow drifts if you park a car you're gonna have to get up an hour early to like shovel it out in the morning there's like snowshoes at the cabins that we're staying at because you like can't get where you're going without snowshoes which I love I love that people who are coming to this which by the way it's very small amount of people who are coming to this I love that they're gonna like be forced to have like a new experience you know yeah well also (laughs) you know maybe we can recreate the Dyatlov Pass incident but with Uh success because they had snowshoes and remember they had those pictures where like they were pretending to be Sasquatches or whatever like hiding behind trees yeah and then there's like a just a lone snowshoe trail I feel like 
Yeah, we let's recreate. Well, yeah, re- recreate some photos, create an internet urban legend. Mm. I'm down. Let's create misinformation yeah. while we're on this trip. <laughs> you guys, if you're from Finland and you know what I should do while I'm there, I'm not going to be there a super long time. I'm coming with my toddler as well and my family. We're going to be in Helsinki a few days. We're going up to the Arctic Circle to Lapland. And then afterwards, I was going to go to like Tallinn, like Estonia. But if people are like, no, you should stay in Finland. It's awesome. Like, tell me the other places I should go because I don't know. Someone educate me, please. Again, the only reason to keep this show going is for crowdsourcing (laughs) uh, information. So leave a comment. Don't be shy, guys. You know, speaking of weddings, I have a very exciting positive haunting. Do you remember in 2019 when that guy scammed all of the people uh, with the wedding? If you guys don't know what we're talking yeah. about, I there's no time to explain. You're going to have to go back to 2019 and just listen to all of season one. The but, guy that absconded with all of the deposits mm-hmm. for the weddings and then went to Thailand and then got extradited. That guy? Yeah. Yep. That okay. guy. And then the IRS was after him. And then the venue was after him. And then the DA was like, hey, bud, like you're going to go to jail if you don't pay people back. So then he started paying people back their deposits. But then the pandemic happened. And when the pandemic happened... Obviously, like people weren't working. So then a bunch of stuff got like what's it's not called frozen. It's like pushed, pushed down the line. Like Mm. judges were pushing cases. People were getting Mm. released from jail. Uh, People Mm. were getting like didn't have to pay stuff that they Mm. owed. Yeah. Anyway, I just got my final payment from him. So I'm done being (gasps) subpoenaed, which is so great because I don't live in L.A. anymore. I live outside of L.A. and it takes forever to get to downtown L.A. because it used to be at the LAX courthouse and then it got switched to downtown L.A. after the pandemic. And I'm like, I don't want to be driving down there. And this is kind of sketch. Is this normal, guys? He is only paying in cash. So he literally just hands the D.A. like a big like envelope full of cash. Every time he pays and then well, obviously this man has committed fraud once before. Like, yeah. But like, are they just not questioning it? They're just like, yeah, as long as we're getting the money back. <laughs> like, I'm honestly glad we have that. The moment they take our cash paying abilities away, then it's like big brother. But I wouldn't put it past this man to be committing tax fraud. You yeah. know what? I don't know him. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's changed his ways. Who knows? Perhaps. But sounds like he's Who's probably committing tax say? fraud. <laughs> Who's to say? I was going to say I don't want to slander this man, but then I was like, what am I talking about? (laughs) This man, like, he's unslanderable because he's done literally everything you could ever think of. Like, ran away to another country, like, trashed a historical landmark in L.A., ripped TVs out of walls. Yes, that that venue was a historical landmark. And then when he, like, bounced, because I don't know what kind of trouble he got into, he just, like, was ripping electronics out of the walls, like, taking chairs and like yeah crazy shit but anyway the da and then the da also this is so weird then besides covid pushing everything the da had a surgery so like we just didn't have anyone to talk to at the da's office for a year what and so everybody yeah they had no alternative person step in and she was very nice like you know whatever but like she just didn't answer her emails for a year and you would call and they'd be like oh sorry you can only talk to the da in charge of the case and she's out on medical leave for so, one like, year? For one year, yeah. I'm pretty sure people like go get half of their body blown up and they're back to fucking work in like six weeks. Yeah, they're like, dog. okay, here's a skateboard and here's a tube. Right? Like, <laughs> go get to work. Right? Yeah, here's your trach and here, yeah, here's a little electric scooter. Like, have fun. Yeah. We're not going to pay you like your disability right. check. I know. Yeah, it was super weird. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was just I guess gone. perks. 
to being the DA. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess who's going to prosecute you, right? So Yeah, you guys, if you've ever taken a year to heal from surgery and we're just being dicks right now, let it, let us know. Oh, it's for sure real. But yeah, it just <laughs> was like weird that because like, like if I don't do my job for a year. You get fired. Yeah, either I get fired yeah. or if I really am on a protected medical leave, which I don't see how you could be on a year protected medical leave, they would have somebody step into your role. Yeah. It's not like people would just go to the employees and be like, sorry, HR's on medical leave, so we can't process your vacation time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So why does the government get to do stuff like that? I don't get it. They just fucking shut it down sometimes. Yeah. You know, you know when like they, it's not working, they're just like, oh, we're shut down. Yeah, we're still getting paid, but we're just going to shut down. Yeah, what's up with that? If we could do that with the podcast, like, can you imagine how nice that would be? Yeah, hey guys, sorry, we're shutting down, but we're still going to run ads, just no episodes. <laughs> like, it's like, let's get haunted, upload a new episode, and it's just a 10-minute <laughs> Manscaped ad about, like, yeah, the Lawnmower 5.0, which is also very exciting, guys. If you didn't catch right. a memo four episodes ago, there was a Lawnmower 5.0 ad, which we're all very excited yeah. about. They shipped us one. Ooh. Yeah, really on the come up over here now yeah. are they gonna renew for more ads guys i don't know keep up with the lore see what happens I really wish we could just come out and tell everyone what's going on with our podcast because it's like I feel like separated from half of my body. Like the haunties are a part of Let's Get Haunted. Yeah. It's not like you and I are like overlords, like casting out messages and no. other people are just like bowing down and listening. We do this for the haunties. Like we're all talking on Instagram. Like we're all like a part of this community. And so I hate that right now the way it is, is we can't just be like, this is what's going on. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. And it's confusing and it's frustrating and Nat and I are like very used to oversharing and so it's been really weird just not saying anything. It feels like a breakup. Yeah anything that's like mildly frustrating to us will be like you <laughs> won't believe what happened. I'm on my period. Right. I had to drive to downtown LA you know what I mean and so like yeah. the fact that there's like big stuff happening behind the scenes that is like exciting and also frustrating and we can't talk about the frustrating parts or the exciting parts <laughs> then right. we're just like sitting here like okay hopefully everybody yeah. Is like reading between the lines and like from now on I actually just thought of this right now from now on I'm gonna start sending you guys like easter eggs and secret messages Ooh. and codes and everything we do okay That's a so good idea. start listening and thinking and like analyzing if there's gonna be things there that's right. That's right. Maybe like, you know, at the end of an episode, there will be like a backwards message of oh. audio. Maybe not. I don't know. Who's listening to this right now? If you're not, if you're a foe and not a friend, right? then we're not doing yeah. that. We're not doing anything. We don't violate contracts. Circle every 69th word. It adds yeah. up to mean something. <laughs> okay, we need to get into this episode. Yeah. Last thing, um, go over to letsgethaunted.com right now, immediately right now, and check to see if there's new merch up, guys. Because if there's new merch, <laughs> you got to buy it. You have to. It's the law. Wow. It's the law. You have to do it or else, I don't know. Uh, what else? We're going to feel dumb as fuck because we just yeah. spent all this money Dude. on merch and it's more money than we've ever spent because we have a Patreon. So we're like, hey, we're idiots. So why don't we just spend our whole <laughs> Patreon money on merch? Because it makes no sense at all. But it was fun while it lasted. So if there is merch, you guys, please buy it. Please Even if you're it. just going to just re-gift it to us, send it back to our office. That's fine. I've We had somebody do that once where they were like, hey, I'm going to buy like everything. This was a couple years ago. This person was an absolute G. They were like, I forget who it was, but they were like, hey, just let you know, this is my order number. I bought literally everything on the list, but like, don't send it to me. That's so nice. Yeah. But so rude at the same time. I like it. Yeah, I like They're it like, too. They're like, I don't want any of this you shit. You guys need help. In my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Speaking of people helping us out, we want to give a very special shout out to all of our patrons. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us through October. We appreciate your support so much. If you would like to become a patron member, you can go to patreon.com slash let's get haunted. Big shout out to Juliet, Al H, Bradley M, Brett B, Levi, Jordan L, Michelle H, Emmy J, Ashley J, Nick C, Sal S, Uber A, Caitlin E, Yas A, Sad Girl Shell, Sydney B, Sarah, K to the Win, Carly, Tyson V, Beatrice, Jim H, Morgan, Kate M, Matthew L, Lisa ML, Laura Bakes, Andy, Caitlin D, Ricky, aka 1017, Angela N, Kristen C, Jackie G, Sarah M, Tay's Exotic Critters, Lauren G, Taylor, Emily H, British Cyborg, Jordan F, Christy H, Roxanne S, Brianne M, Sarah D, Sage, Monica R, Jen M, Sean, Kimberly F, Matt M, Alexandra, Morto Music, Haley G, Kelsey K, JB, Michael B, Sarah W, Michakuma, Katie K, Mercy MA, Marissa K, Sam P, Haley C, Frank D, A Bennett, Ann P, Maja L, Maha L, Emily C, Slug Bunny, Max M, Mars Y, Casey C, Oscar M, Alyssa D, Ashley M, Rebecca, Mason G, Lena, Sonia, Kevin T, Indine, Nadine, NX Dean, Amanda P, River, Alex P, Elsie Fitz, Monica H, Red Sands, Tiffany S, Brittany F, Deanna P, Valeria R, Wayne C, Joanna H, Jessica S, Cynthia DLTC, Entrerix, 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 Cat B, Vicky T, Wesley B, Mario A, Kristen K, Alessia, Allison S, Hannah T, Malik, Cassidy D, Jody G, Carrie C, Nikki S, Robin NB, Freddie F, Lauren B, Abby S, Cassie L, Giovanni P, McKenna P, Tabby J, Haley L, Holly L, Alia A, Coraline, Lindsay L, Dan M, Rachel V, Ed W, Katie S, Kelsey A, Melissa G, Angelo E, Emily B, Kat L, Dora Lee N, Joshua K, Hunter S, Alessa M, V, Ember Be Haunted, Sage Faye, Christopher O, Sierra, Ariel M, Chase, Mark and Missy, Delilah F, Erica M, Chelsea O, Brooke W, Brie Bingo H, Sophie, Jordan B, Tara Lee, Dana C, Sarah L, Thaddeus G, Alyssa S, Tajakester, By Lauren, Shane, Mary A, Rory L, Shanoa, Chenoa, Ileana RN, Jesse W, Halen O, the Poo Poo Flinga, Hexylvania S, Simpon 98, Ashley R, Jenny B, Olivia M, Ashley W, Jasmine S, Jasmine C, Abigail A, Tyler B, Michael R, Samantha P, Edwina, Z Sweet, Lisa H, Jello R, Brianna M, Perry Jr., Bella, Nicholas M, Alana B, Elena B, Maddie V, Kevin and Mel H. 
Chanel C, Chanel C, Brett is in the bathtub, Jocelyn, Erica B, Charlie M, Shannon C, Lindsay S, and Jessica W. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. We could not do this show without you. Literally, we couldn't do it without you guys. We're so grateful to have this community of people who are supporting us. Not only does it really help us to pay our bills, it also motivates us to keep going because we're like, there's people who actually care. We mean something, like we are of value. Otherwise, this would just be like really embarrassing at this point. So thank you guys so much for helping us to not feel embarrassed by our lives. Love you. Bye, bitch. I want you guys to know that after all of the string of episodes we did in October, I was just like so over researching that I just like picked the most batshit insane thing to talk about today that there's like not a whole lot of meat to it. Perfect. But then I started actually uncovering like some really scary stuff. No. And then like now I'm kind of afraid to talk about it. Oh my God. No. So I just want to give a few disclaimers. This is an entertainment podcast. Everything we're going to talk about today is purely for entertainment. Okay. We're not romanticizing, dismissing, or invalidating mental health issues. We're not slandering anybody. You can look at the sources that I took. This is all just sources and hearsay, and it's just entertainment. I'm also not a doctor. I don't know any of the people that we're going to talk about. I don't know their medical history, nor have I visited any of the locations we're about to discuss in this episode. Once again, this podcast is purely for entertainment, and it's sourced on quotes made by these individuals who we're talking about in this podcast. It's made through articles surrounding the subject. I also want to add, while there are countless rabbit holes leading to conspiracies about the lives and the circumstances we are going to talk about today, this particular particular episode is only focused on the paranormal and therefore we're not going to dive into anything that's not related to the paranormal at least tangentially i don't want anyone coming in and being like why didn't you bring up this or like why didn't you do that i don't give a fuck about you because i just said that so (laughs) shut the fuck up i also want to take a second here and plug britney spears new memoir the woman and me oh shit it came out recently i just finished it it's the only content that has been put out there by britney spears herself (laughs) it's about her life it's told by her so if you're curious about her lifestyle that's not paranormal i suggest you read that book wow so Allie, do you know what we're going to talk about today well now i'm like it better be about britney spears otherwise that was like just like <laughs> plug the book for no reason this is exciting i it, is it about first of all is it about britney spears yes then that is very exciting i have not read her book actually shout out to mimi so Mimi um torres who was on for the red lamp episode i saw her this weekend she was saying Oh, you don't have to get an Audible subscription to listen to it. You can get a Libby subscription through your public library and it's free and you just have to wait. Like people virtually check out books and then once it gets checked back in, then you can check it out. And so she was like, I'm on a waiting list to listen to The Woman and Me by Britney Spears for free through Libby. So shout out to your public library if you're in the U.S. So. Uh, that's that's so what smart. I'm doing now because Mimi is just absolutely brilliant. a genius, brilliant, incredible, effervescent, brilliant. amazing. And yeah. so is Britney. Did you know that Britney Spears had an alien encounter? What? <laughs> I literally started the episode with this to get you excited. Oh, my God. Yes. No, I didn't know that. And I'm, I need to know all the details. So I recently listened to Britney's memoir, The Woman and Me, and in part one, she talked about how she's quote unquote 
sensitive. She said, quote, I don't know what hippie word you want to use for it. Cosmic consciousness, intuition, psychic connection. All I know is that 100% I can feel the energy of other people. I can't help but take it in, end quote. In one part of her memoir, she's going through this like crazy heartbreak after her breakup with Justin Timberlake. And it was really traumatic for her because she was really young and like the media was more brutal about to her about it than they were to him about it. And people kept asking her questions like, how does it feel that like America thinks you're just a dumb slut and like make her cry on TV and then people would ask Justin Timberlake how does it feel that you're just like really famous and hot and who can fuck whatever you want right now and so it was just like she was going through a lot emotionally and she was very young at the time too so she's going through this heartbreak and she decides to go on a road trip through Arizona with Mm. a mutual friend who's also going through a heartbreak to like clear their heads and find some peace of mind you know get away from it all get some perspective as we know Arizona is like a hot spot for paranormal activity and there's all these vortices there and there's been tons of UFO sightings there do you know anything about like the spirituality of Arizona at all Allie so Sedona Arizona I've been to before and I know it's famous as one of these energy vortices Mm -hmm. um, but I actually don't know much about it because when I went to Sedona I was with like my extended family there was like Mm -hmm. a family reunion type situation happening so we were more just like eating casserole versus oh. like learning about why there's energy there. So I right. do you know about it? I mean, vaguely, like I'm not a shaman or anything, but basically a vortex. They're all over Arizona. It's like a hot spot for them. They're thought to just be places where the supernatural is thriving there so sometimes it'll be there's like a big tree or there'll be like a strange I don't know just a feeling there like there's something about these places where the energy is really heavy and it kind of goes in like a swirling motion and some of these places you can see the rock forms or you can see like the way that the plants grow they're kind of swirling around it's very interesting Hmm. so Brittany and her friend they're driving with the top down in a convertible through Arizona and then Brit's like all of a sudden the air shifted She said she felt a weight was lifted off of her and she really didn't know how to describe it other than that. She just said it felt psychic, like she had this calming energy and she felt, quote, an eerie feeling settled over me. It was a profound beauty, otherworldly and humbling. End quote. She thought she was having a paranormal experience. Like something was there with her to comfort her. She felt like there was another energy, a presence. And she said, quote, we felt it at that moment because we needed it. We were so spiritually open and so raw. It showed us that there was more to just what we could see. There was more than just what we could see, end quote. So Brittany's like feeling this presence with her. She says that she is thinking like, I wonder if my friend is feeling this. Like, am I by myself feeling this? And she said she didn't like know what to say because she was like, I'm not just going to come out out of nowhere and be like, hey, do you believe in aliens? But she said she wanted to. And then as soon as she had that thought, her friend goes, do you feel that? what is that? Like unprompted. So they're driving around and all of a sudden they both have this paranormal experience, like without even talking to the other person about it. They're just both having it at the same time. I didn't know that her book was going to also be about paranormal (laughs) shit. Like if you guys haven't, you know, thought about listening to it now, like for sure, if you're a listener of this Mm -hmm. podcast, I feel like you might as well. Even if you're not, even if you don't even know who Britney Spears is for some reason, if you're like, you know, just coming out of like a really, I don't know, I Isolated um, coma. Oh, I was gonna say like an Amish community. Like you're on your rum springer and you're like, who is Britney Spears? Like, just do it. Just listen to it. Because wow, who is to say like who even knew 
that she had an alien experience. That's super dope. So we talked about on the podcast how trauma can be the precursor to paranormal sensitivity. Specifically, when someone has a crack in their ego, they're able to see what was previously hidden mm -hmm. to them by their ego's defensive measures. So could Brit be psychic? Yep. Yeah, I don't even need you to list pros and cons. I'm just saying, yep, pro. I'm pro-psychic Britney. So this isn't that relative, but I, I mean, it is and it's not. I don't really know where to put this piece of the puzzle, but I found it. So here it is. Back in 2004, I don't know if anyone remembers, but Britney Spears married her childhood friend, Jason Alexander, in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Does anyone remember that? I remember that. So in her memoir, she said, you know, it was just all this drunken fun thing and it like wasn't serious. They were just like having silly fun. But the next morning, her parents showed up to Vegas and they were pissed off. They were furious. They were in her hotel room the following morning and they were like, you have to get this marriage annulled now. So the marriage only lasted 55 hours. Brittany said that was like the first time that she started to think like, maybe my parents don't want me to get married because they don't want me to be like under mm -hmm. someone else's influence other than theirs. Anyway, he's like out of the picture now, but fast forward to like pretty recently, Jason Alexander is stalking Britney's parents. But the weird thing about it is he's like posting to Instagram. He posted this picture outside of Britney's mom's house outside the gates. Yes, what? it's so weird. I'm going to send you a picture. And then he had like a video of him on his Instagram story, like stalking them or whatever. And in the video, you can hear a woman in the background performing a curse on Britney's family. And then the curse, she's like, I curse every evil deed spoken or thought about on the property. Isn't that weird? What? So I'm pretty sure like her ex sh is showing up at her parents' house with like- A psychic or something? You know, a witch or a psychic yeah. or something. Yeah, to like, to do something. I don't know. It's very, very strange. I'm going to send you a picture right now okay. of the Instagram. That is bizarre. You know, is this just a, a case of celebrities like- having crazy lives where they get stalked or like is there something more to this that is scary because we've had people try to curse us before <laughs> and that makes me super uncomfortable even though like where I stand on curses is I'm like you know if you're gonna try to put that energy out there like you're it's probably only gonna like reflect onto yourself but at the same right. time the idea of someone that would do that is really creepy to me. It's just weird to me when people like want to spend their energy on something like trying to bother someone else. Like why not yes. just like focus on yourself? That's the part right. that I don't get. I don't think it's weird to like want to resolve a situation. I think it's weird to take your energy and put it towards like, how can I make this other person's like day worse? You know, like yeah, why not yeah. just make your day better? That's like all I know, you can yeah. really do. I agree. It's very like basic shit. It's like, what are you? Yeah, like it's embarrassing. Like it's rather so embarrassing. than like focus on <laughs> your own shit like you're basically saying i have nothing going on yeah. in my life right so so now i just need to make everyone else's life worse so right. that they're on my level and that's very bizarre to me okay i see what you sent me it's not a video though it's a photo right that's a screenshot so i don't okay. he deleted the stuff off probably because oh. he realized that like you know stalking is Ew. illegal um yeah but, but yeah you want to read that's his gross. caption yeah, so I'm not even going to tell you guys what his handle is because fuck him, but it's a picture uh, of a like um, a big gate. Like if you've ever been into a gated community or something, they've got like, you know, big iron gates. There's a keypad to the left. It just looks like, yeah, to a compound or a really nice house. The location is tagged where her family lives in Kentwood, mm -hmm. Louisiana. And then the caption is, Daddy Spears hiding behind gates at Britney Spears. What a fucking weirdo. I know. 
Was so he weird. on like meth or something and was like, hey, this would be a great idea. I mean, he could have been. Apparently, he had some legal trouble in the past. Like he's been in trouble for stalking. Like he's had some restraining oh. order or something like that. Something to do with stalking like against him. That's what the article was talking about. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Who is to say? Who is to say? Let's go back in time. When Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were still dating, Britney Spears bought this home in L.A. on Rising Glen Road. And it was a huge house, like 8,000 square feet. It's up in the hills. It has a pool. It's a mansion, basically. Five bedrooms, five baths, like the works. I'm going to send you a picture of it as well here. When she was living in this house, some really curious things started happening. Let me send you some pictures of the home. There's a bunch, so I'm just going to send you a ton. If you guys want to see these pictures, you can go to Let's Get Haunted on Instagram at Let's Get Haunted to see them. Okay, so Natalia has sent me a bevy of photos. The exterior of the house looks exactly how you'd imagine it if you've ever been to Los Angeles. The rich people live in the hills because you Mm want to have a nice view. I get it. And um, because they live in the hills, it's like a terraced house usually. A bunch of stairs. Yeah. And like it's kind of windy to get to the road. Nat and I once lived, um, we had a roommate that was significantly older than us. And the three of us lived in like a hilly part of LA. Not the Hollywood Hills, but not the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. But in the Hills. I remember at the time I was dating someone, I just started dating someone and I, this was his first time coming to the house. And I was like, Hey, yeah, you're going to like turn left, turn right, whatever. On these Hills, I cannot stress to you enough. Like you cannot have two people on the road at once. So if somebody's coming towards you, you have to back out. And it's scary because like there could be a sheer cliff on the other side. So the first time this person came to my house, he thought that I was trying to like rob him because (laughs) like... He's like, well, there's no way anyone lives here. Like, it's dark. There's no street lights. You're just on this windy road. A car comes yeah. at you with their brights on because everyone's su- stupid as fuck. And so then you're trying to back out, but you can't see. So you're trying not to fall off a cliff. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. Anyway, that was a side story. That's what the vibes are here. Yeah, you go up onto a driveway that has a big gate. And then there's this terraced house. It's just like blocks. Like, if you've ever been in The Sims 4, um, I actually built a house like this that is downloadable on the gallery you can go to uh, I think my name on there is it's either Dog Mom USA or T or the AL Terry one of the two and you can buy a house that or not even buy just download it it's free um, from the Sims 4 store that uh, that looks like this that I built and it's called Los Feliz Home or something like that and yeah that's what it is and I'm doing a bad job explaining and then the <laughs> interior photos you can see yeah it has a nice pool with a nice view. It's actually not as opulent as I, I would have imagined for Britney Spears. I like it. Has beautiful views. That was my first thought was like the home doesn't look like she updated it. Like she clearly bought it yeah. and then didn't put any re- renovation work into it. Which I love. Which if you read her memoir like I did, she really just sounds so down to earth. Like I think she's mm-hmm. the one person who never gave a fuck about being famous. And she literally even says that in her memoir. Like she loved dancing. She loved singing. Like she liked performing, but she did not care about like Hollywood and being famous and all of that. I believe that. You can kind of see that. In her bedroom in these pictures, she has a exercise bike just in front of her bed, which I feel like is so like civilian. Yeah. You know, like when you think of a celebrity, it's like in front of my bed, there's like a fireplace and then there's like people performing like soft jazz at 24 yeah. hours a day. It's not just like, oh, I have an exercise bike in front of my bed because like yeah. I don't have a gym, you know? When you think of uh, someone that has the celebrity status of Britney Spears, you think, oh, they probably have a dedicated gym room. Yeah. Their bedroom, yeah, it probably has like... All the furniture matches. Yeah, imitation faux fur that yeah. like 
is made to resemble a polar bear and and yeah. was like blessed by a, the last nun of this dilapidated nunnery that was haunted in the hills of Italy or something. You yes. know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. This is like a rich person house. But it's like a normal rich person. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a rich person with an interior designer. This is like a rich person who like was just like, sure, I'll just get a bookshelf and I'll like put some stuff on it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a, just a normal person, which is interesting. You know, they say like someone's home or someone's office is a reflection of their soul. I feel like this home has a good soul of like Britney Spears or something, right? It's very homey and okay the picture of her bedroom she has one two three four five six seven eight she has nine lamps just, <laughs> just like bedside table lamps mm-hmm. she's got nine of them i don't know what mm-hmm. that means except for i don't know she likes light but yeah it's just like you know what i mean like she didn't get like recessed can lighting or whatever yeah. it's called that shines exactly what you're down about. yeah yeah like she like went to a garage sale and yeah. was like let me get all these old lamps like bedside table lamps it's honestly giving tj maxx home goods which yeah. is where i shop at it's giving garage sale <laughs> it, that's to me it's very homey i'm a cluttered person i love knickknacks yeah. as everybody knows that's what this is giving so apparently this house was insanely haunted this house had what? terrible vibes it was so haunted that britney spears didn't want to live there at all and ended up selling the entire house fully furnished because she wanted nothing to do with the house or anything that was inside of it. According to Britney Spears, former makeup artist Julianne Kay, who spoke on the We Need to Talk About Britney podcast, Julianne said about Britney, quote, she had that place up on Sunset Plaza. And I'm just going to say this is really weird. She had the place on Sunset Plaza. She calls me. I had my friend do Reiki healing on her. We had to come up. I guess she had a crazy partying weekend and needed to relax. He left and she swears to God that he opened up some spirit portal or something. And these bad spirits had come in. It was like a male and a female. And they were like trying to push her down the stairs or something crazy. End quote. What the fuck? Right? So she like had a Reiki healer come and the Reiki healer did something, opened up some sort of portal or, or, you know, maybe balanced her energies. And if she really is psychic and sensitive, she all of a sudden like had this paranormal experience where these this male and female spirit came into the home and tried to push her down the stairs. Damn. Kay, the makeup artist, said that that single experience scared Britney Spears so much. Quote, it was so bad that she left. She went to the Casa del Mar Hotel to stay there and never went back to the house. Britney told Kay... I know you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I know what I saw. I know what I felt. Kay responded, no, I believe in that shit too. So it didn't really weird me out that much. She was very persistent about it. And she put her house on the market. End quote. That's crazy. You know, I will say um, I have only heard negative things about Los Angeles Reiki healers. I had a I had a friend that got Reiki done and if she ever comes on the show, I would love for her to share the story cuz this is like a perfect example mm-hmm. of like a haunting that right. is like there's no ghosts but it's just like horrible vibes right she had a reiki healer come to her and was like i can sense like you're really struggling and she was going through something difficult in her personal life the reiki mm-hmm. healer's like tell me your problems i'll like do my like zhuzhing of your vibes whatever they do mm-hmm. and um there's probably a reiki healer listening to this that's like you are just the worst normie <laughs> ever to explain what you do but to me that's what it is you like wave your arms around and you're you like balance I, their energy yeah, with your yeah. energy yeah. Well, this person ended up being like a psycho 
and took all of the like information of my friend's personal problems and like just started telling anybody about this person's problems like was using those things against her started stalking her what the fuck because my friend was like i don't want to go back to you you just were like spreading my business around like la and then the girl was just like relentlessly the reiki healer was relentlessly like texting her you're a terrible person you're a bad person you told me about this problem you're having well it's all your fault and blah and just like my friend was like i genuinely felt like i was cursed after that like she just rather than taking away bad energy and balancing my chakras yeah she just like inserted every bad vibe possible into my body i hope that that friend wants to come on the show one day if we ever cover reiki because yeah it was crazy like look this is me being a bitch but i'm honest tell me if there's one person out there that disagrees with me fucking tell me right now if you live in los angeles and you're a reiki healer you're a spiritual person why would you want to live in a place where there's so much pain and suffering unless you're full of shit and you're not actually spiritual at all because wouldn't that just tear you apart to just be sitting there and just feel the pain of millions of people who are having their dreams shattered every fucking day when you're driving your car to go get gas and you're going by all these people who are on the streets suffering like how could you live there yeah look I'm gonna be really honest right now (laughs) and you can cut this out but like I I obviously have this podcast I love this shit I love hearing about it I'm a good sport but like if you come up to me at a party and you're trying to tell me about how like you're on a spiritual journey I immediately think you're full of shit and right. maybe that's just trauma from LA, but like, I don't want to know you. Right. Those are the craziest ones. Those are the people that'll fucking steal your car is the person who just found out they were psychic. Life coaches, <laughs> dude, red flag. If you come yeah. up to me at a party and you're like, I'm a life coach, I just immediately walk away. Again, could just be trauma from living in LA, but yeah. like, there are always people who failed at everything. Four Here. times divorced. Yeah. They lost custody of their child. They like lived in a trash can for seven years. They worked at a company and then got fired because I don't know they were stealing people's sandwiches out of the fridge it's like always those people and they're like I'm an empath and I'm a life coach and I'm here to like guide people on their spiritual journey and I'm like but you couldn't even hold down a job you couldn't even like get an apartment you couldn't even be a good parent I don't want to know you because you don't have your own life together how are you going to coach my fucked up life to play devil's advocate though I feel like that's always part of their thing it's like I murdered someone but (laughs) that's now I'm better for it now I can relate to other murderers and help them like find the path to light you know what I mean they're like yes I lived in a trash can for seven years so I can help you no I reject it I just can't get over that fact lived inside I'm just picturing like the thing from Grover Sesame Street yeah yes yes that that's always it always looks like Grover if you've ever been at a party in LA you know what I'm talking about that one motherfucker that comes up to you at the party and straight up looks like Grover wearing like yeah like rags but they're not rags it's like designer rags derelict it's people like that and you're like you just have a rich dad you don't know anything about life you just have a rich dad it's always so like come on man like I don't want to talk to you about whatever you think you know (laughs) so triggered right now and you know to go back to the murdering thing it's not it's not like that person even murdered someone in self-defense 
defense. I might want to listen to what you have to say if you murdered someone in self-defense. It'll be like, yeah, I was just like really high on ketamine in a K-hole and I hit someone with my car and murdered them and I just kept driving. And then I like drove to my dad's garage and he like took care of it for me and I actually Mm -hmm. was never caught. But I learned a lot from that experience. And so now I'm ready to like coach you. And I'm like, you need to be in jail, sir or ma'am. Like, you don't need to be out here at this party trying to, like, cleanse my chakras. You okay? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Doing great. If you guys know what I'm talking about, leave a comment. I'm just so over it. I'm over people using spirituality as a front to just, like, abuse people or be shitty. Yeah. Yeah. And therapy, too. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just have to set boundaries. And I'm like, you can't come pick me up when you say (laughs) you're going to pick me up from the location we specified. Or, like, people who just fucking cancel plans. It's like, yeah, let's do something this weekend. Cool. Yeah, I'm thinking Saturday. Like, let's go out to brunch. Okay. Friday night rolls around. Yeah, Saturday's going to be so fun. Okay. Saturday at 1130 a.m. rolls around. Hey, what's up? Like, brunch deals. Like, what are we doing? Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I have to work. Something's not going to work today. Or I'm just not feeling it. I don't give a fuck if you're not feeling it. We made plans, You better fucking show up. Yeah. That's like Jonah Hill. When Jonah Hill, all that drama was going on in the news and his text messages got leaked to his ex-girl. First of all, she was a fucking professional surfer. And he was like, I just am setting a boundary. You're not allowed to post bikini photos on your Instagram. It's just a boundary for me because like if you're in a relationship with me, why would you need to post that? And she's like, because I'm a surfer and I wear swimsuits to do my job. Here's where I stand on that. All of those thoughts that he had, those aren't necessarily bad thoughts. Like it's okay for you to be dating someone and be like, you know, I don't really like the content that they're posting or I don't really like the way they dress or I don't like this. And then what you do is you stop dating them and you don't tell them that's why because that's fucking weird. That is what is weird is telling someone, oh, you know what? I'm not going to date you because the stuff you put on Instagram makes me feel uncomfortable or oh, I'm not going to date you because the way you dress, I don't like it. That's controlling and that's strange. You just have to like move on with your life. And if you really like that person, that's too bad because that's just who they are and it's not your job to change them if you try to like get, change them you're being controlling and weird I agree and then like the weirdos are like what so I just have to like date someone that like just disrespects me no you don't have to date them that's yes. what I'm saying like you do not have to date them oh my them. god the number of people that need to hear that like you don't need to date the person if you don't like the yeah, way you. they dress if you don't like their hobbies if you don't like their job right. if you don't like their friends if you don't like that they post a picture in a bikini on a surfboard because they're literally a professional surfer then guess what do not you don't date them. Woo. Wow. How easy was that? And you don't tell them that's why because then you look like a fucking weirdo. You keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. You just (laughs) say, you know what? I like you, but it's just not going to work out. Yeah. Because we're on two different trajectories. Yeah. There you go. Simple. Yeah. You keep it vague. Or how about this? Super vague. How about this? Don't even go on a date with that person if you're like, oh, this is only going to work out if they change literally everything about them and like delete their Instagram and stop surfing. Like, (laughs) okay, well, you met them surfing. So like, what are you talking about? He was surfing when they met? Yeah, he met them surfing. And then he tried to tell her, according to the leaked text messages, oh, I don't like when you're in a lineup waiting for a wave and you're next to a guy 
that's a surfer and the guy surfer is making small talk with you, I feel like that's disrespectful. You should paddle away from them. And she's like, I'm waiting for a wave. What are you talking about? Yeah. Here, first of all, if you can't handle a woman constantly being hit on, like just don't date a woman because that's part of their life. Yeah. You don't even have to be an attractive woman. <laughs> like I could be like walking around looking like Grover. Like I lived in a trash can for seven years and hit someone with my car and drove away. And there's always going to be one person that's like, wow, this is what I need today. Well, she's got that Grover thing. <laughs> Wow. She's got Grover eyes. She's got that Grover energy. <laughs> you know that she's just in that trash can, like, you know, making lemons out of out of trash. <laughs> so Britney Spears lives in this house. It's haunted as fuck. She sees some crazy shit after a Reiki person apparently like opens up a portal. There's some bad female and male energy in there now. She's like, you know what? I'm too rich and hot and successful for this. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to sell this house fully furnished because fuck that. So she sells it to Britney Murphy. Oh. Britney Murphy buys the house for $3.85 million fully furnished. And she moves into the home in 2003 with her mom. It would be the main bedroom of the same home that the actress would be found dead in six years later. In May of 2007, Brittany Murphy married her husband, Simon. He too would be discovered dead inside the same home only months after his wife's body was found. So what happened? I don't know what happened. That, damn, sorry, go ahead. I have so many thoughts, go ahead. Simon Mojack was the name of Brittany Murphy's husband who died after she died. So after Mojack's death, Murphy's mother said, quote, All I know is that before Simon's death, he was having hallucinations that things were crawling out of his skin, end quote. Apparently, during the six years that the couple lived in the home, Brittany Murphy fucking hated that house. She regularly told her husband and her mother that she wanted to move. And before Mojack's death, he told The Hollywood Reporter that his late wife wanted to leave the house. He said, quote, she absolutely hated the Rising Glen house. Every time we would drive up Sunset, Britt would say, please, can we stay at the Beverly Hills Hotel? And I'd say, honey, you've got to be realistic. We have our house, a 10,000 square foot home. We're going to stay in it, end quote. The couple was planning to move to New York, but Britney's sudden death and then Mojack's subsequent death obviously changed those plans because they can't move if they're dead. So I don't know if the house was haunted or not, but what does that sound like to you when someone says shit's crawling out of their skin inside of a house? Like, does that sound like a haunting or what does that sound like to you? Um, I mean, the skeptic perspective would be like drugs can make you feel that way. Um, oh, we'll get there. But, yeah. but... Okay, one time I did fall down a brief rabbit hole about Brittany Murphy, and there was a theory that maybe you'll talk about later that there was like some sort of toxic mold in that house, and that's why everyone was going nuts. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about so many theories. There's a lot. So here's some pictures I just sent of Brittany Murphy and her husband. They had only been dating for four months before they got married, and some people thought that he was like a con man and that had he had like mm. met her and kind of seen her as a cash cow. I don't know if those rumors were because they were their relationship was so new that people didn't trust it because they got married in this private ceremony in their own home and then they kind of became like recluses mm -hmm. so i don't know i'm just telling you the drama but do you want to describe those two pictures yeah so first of all i don't know much about britney murphy but uh, like the few rabbit holes i've fallen down i feel like she was probably super cool in the first one she's wearing a blue dress black jacket very early 2000s fashion 
her um partner <laughs> is he's wearing first i remember those jackets i had one in high school um it was too. like an abercrombie jacket i'm sure this is like a designer mm-hmm. one but yeah it has like fur around the hood do you guys remember this it was like always like, like a timberland jacket well mine was hollister but it was yeah like a mm-hmm. green puffer with fake fur around the hood but this one is like a trench yeah, version that. he's wearing red sunglasses that clash with the outfit and a newsboy cap <laughs> and yeah he looks like he doesn't want to be there she's smiling she looks beautiful second photo they look nice they look like they're having a good time i hope that he wasn't a piece of shit maybe you're gonna tell me he was a piece of shit but yeah they just look nice he looks like he has vaseline on his entire face and then she has like a fuchsia lipstick it's very early 2000s so there's a lot of controversy that surrounds their death because there was a lot of mystery surrounding their death and they were both really young they seem to be healthy so i'm gonna tell you the story as it unfolds okay. Brittany murphy had been ill and we aren't exactly sure of the details but according to her mother who lived with her full time, she was taking prescription medication and she had been experiencing, quote, flu-like symptoms, end quote. It was also reported that Brittany suffered from diabetes. Mm. According to the LA coroner assistant, Chief Ed Winter, quote, the family said that she felt ill for a few days prior with flu-like symptoms and that she had vomited, end quote. On December 20th, 2009, Brittany Murphy's mother, Sharon Murphy, who was also living in the home with the couple, called emergency services around 8 a.m. after her daughter collapsed. The Los Angeles Fire Department responded to the call and transported Brittany to Senior Sinai Medical Center, where she was pronounced dead. An autopsy was performed alongside a toxicology report to test for drugs and alcohol. In February of 2010, LA County Coroner Assistant Chief Ed Winter concluded that Brittany's death was due to, quote, untreated pneumonia combined with anemia and intoxication from prescription and over-the-counter medications, including painkillers and cold medicine, end quote. No illegal drugs were found in her system. Her home was then searched, and authorities did not find any illegal drugs inside the home either. Chief Ed Winter noted that there was no indication at the time of the search that Brittany abused drugs at all. Quote, she appeared to be healthy. She's a small woman, though. Her mother reported to the hospital that she had some history of diabetes, but we have not been able to confirm that or not or to what level it was. End quote. Cedar Sinai Medical Center reported Murphy's death as, quote, a possible heart attack. End quote. That's so tragic. Like, it yeah. seems so senseless. And it's. I, I know pneumonia is deadly, obviously, but it's like, yeah, you're young. You're you have every resource available to you because you're wealthy, you're young, you're good mm-hmm. looking, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, that's just it's just like adds another it would be tragic anyway, but it's just so like confusing. When people have the resources available to them and they like die of something like pneumonia and so young. Well, some people say that Murphy might have been haunted by something internal Mm. rather than external. Hey guys, here's a weird thing I just learned. Did you know that traditional bedsheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? Yeah, your dirty bedsheets could be the culprit behind acne, allergies, and even an ever-present stuffy nose. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding like bedsheets, pillows, cases and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria. First of all, they've got self-cooling properties. They use silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA. Miracle-made sheets thermoregulate to keep you at the perfect temperature all night. They're also self-cleaning. These sheets are infused with silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. I just got some Miracle-made sheets in this beautiful sage green color so I can personally vouch for them. They feel like you're sleeping at a nice hotel without that five-star hotel price tag. They also 
also make the perfect holiday gift because they come with three free towels. Go to trymiracle.com haunted to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And if you use our promo code haunted at checkout, you can save over 40%. Plus you'll get three free towels and save an additional 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a free refund. Go to trymiracle.com haunted and use the code haunted to claim your free three piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com haunted to treat yourself a friend or a loved one this holiday season. And now back to your haunted story. According to an article entitled Brittany Murphy's Inner Demons, published in 2009, quote, she was drastically different when she entered the business, full of life, determined. But over the past few years, she went downhill. There was always something off, something in the way. She had a lot of inner demons, a friend told People. Apparently, two weeks before her death, she showed up at a party for the TT Collection pop-up in LA on December 3rd. The photos stirred up some eating disorder and drug abuse rumors that have always shadowed the actress's career. I'm going to show you these photos from the party in a moment, but before we see them, let's hear what people had to say about Murphy. Quote, in 2002, after Murphy revealed a radically slimmed-down silhouette in the film Spun, which was a departure from the rounder figure that fans remembered from her breakout 19. 1994 film Clueless, tabloids linked her weight loss to cocaine. Three years later, in 2005, Brittany Murphy did an interview for Jane magazine where she insisted she had never even tried cocaine. Brittany said, I've never even tried it in my entire life. I've never even seen it. It couldn't be further from the truth, Murphy told the magazine. The same year, while promoting Sin City, Eating disorder rumors were dismissed by Murphy as well. I'm the same size I was in Clueless. It's just that the weight in your face changes as you grow and get older. This is my body. I'm proud of it. I'm healthy, Murphy claimed. But friends tell a different story. She had insane self-image issues, a friend said. Her weight, her hair, her clothes, her skin, her teeth, everything. She was always so self-conscious. Adds another friend, a lot of her problems were due to poor self-image. She wore extraordinary amounts of makeup, tons of fake eyelashes, got her teeth capped, dyed her hair blonde, lost weight. She wanted to be a beauty. She didn't want to be that fat girl from Clueless. She didn't eat a lot. She would drink copious amounts of coffee. Clueless director Amy Heckerling believes Murphy Murphy's body image problems may have originated on that set. She seemed to go through a change on Clueless, Heckerling told an entertainment blog Sunday. Maybe she felt like she was not the, like, skinny pretty girl, you know? And then the next few movies she was in, you know, thinner, blonde, going out with Eminem and Ashton Kutcher. Friends say Murphy found comfort in her mother, Sharon, with whom she was intensely close, says one. She and her mom lived together for years. Everyone thought it was a bit odd, but her mom was her soulmate, her guardian, her best friend. They loved each other so much, despite their differences sometimes. Her mom was her angel. We're extremely close, extraordinarily close, Murphy told people in 2004 of her mother who survived a battle with breast cancer. To say best friends would be to diminish our relationship. But Sharon, 
Britney's mom, also felt the pressure on Britney to look the part of a star. She was obsessed with her looking slim, says the source. She'd say, I don't like that wardrobe on her. Her husband, Simon Monjack, was the other great love of Murphy's life. After a brief relationship with her just married co-star, Kutcher, and engagements to the talent manager, Jeff, and crewman, Joe, in 2007, Murphy married a British screenwriter in a small Jewish ceremony at their LA home just after four months of dating. That June, when tabloid reports surfaced alleging Monjack was a shady businessman facing major debts and that he and Murphy had married quickly to help him avoid deportation due to an expired visa, both Monjack and Murphy vehemently denied that claim, telling In Touch Weekly that they were preposterous lies. Everything was just so fabricated and hurtful. Despite their quick road to the altar, their relationship seemed to be working. At the December 3rd TT event, Murphy giddily spoke of wanting a first child in the new year. Friends, however, remained unconvinced. Not many around her were fans of Mojax, as a source. She wanted to find someone to share her heart with so badly. They thought it was all a bit forced, but you couldn't help but see her joy and devotion. She really wanted it to work. Through the ups and downs of her love life, Murphy often exhibited strange behavior on the job. She was unfocused and never knew her lines, says a source who observed Murphy on the set a few years ago. She wouldn't do the same take the same way twice. There were accusations of drug use. She and her mom said they weren't true. Brittany said, everyone's saying I'm doing drugs and I'm not. An insider on her recent indie thriller, Something Wicked, told entertainment site The Rap that Murphy was barely there. She'd go in and out of consciousness in the middle of takes. She was replaced by other actresses for two parts recently, Disney's animated Tinkerbell film and the thriller The Caller, which Murphy had been shooting in Puerto Rico until late last month. Monjack was rushed to Cedar sinai Medical Center after their flight home from Puerto Rico. Murphy reported told emergency responder that she thought he was suffering from asthma. As her loved ones now struggle to cope with her death, friends mourn the tragic loss of someone who always dreamed of stardom but never felt like her talent was enough. She had big dreams, says one source, but she always wanted to be something that she wasn't. So here are some of the pictures that stirred up the rumors that she was on cocaine and that she had an eating disorder. Yeah, that whole article was like super gross to me. I feel like... I know, right? Look, she's an actress, first of all. So does it not occur to anybody that like maybe she's changing appearance to fit a role that she's going out for? Like... I don't know like what wasn't it Christian Bale that gained like 100 pounds for a role and then lost like 130 and like you know that's the life of an actor maybe you're gaining and losing weight also maybe she's depressed like why are why and I don't like that her friends quote unquote I know that's what I said I was like what like how hateful are your friends if right after you die they go and fucking tell people magazine like she was insecure and just start like blabbing about her most vulnerable insecurities to a publication after she literally just fucking died like no wonder her mom's her only friend yeah I wouldn't be friends with anybody either if that's the shit they're gonna say about me when I pass yeah there's there's like something to be said about like raising awareness if somebody dies of a drug overdose we can have a healthy conversation conversation about like you know opioid epidemics or whatever you want to talk about depending on what they died from but like in this case she died from pneumonia Mm -hmm. and also she's an actress 
So I don't see why it's a big deal if she's changing appearance. And I feel like the more you focus on, oh, she changed appearance because of this and that, the more she's going to keep changing her appearance because you're going to get in your head about it and be like, oh, my God, people don't like the way I look right now. Maybe I should gain weight or maybe I should lose weight or maybe I should get work done or maybe I, you know, like and so it's just not productive. I don't see like what the point is. Obviously, commenting on women's bodies is just so gross. So I'm going to be respectful in this regard, but I am going to tell you guys because it's a paranormal podcast in these photos of her at the TT pop up or whatever. Yes, she looks thin, but I don't think she looks like she's going to die in two weeks. Like, I think she just looks like normal L.A. woman thin. Yeah. Like, she doesn't look like in two weeks she's going to die. She looks like, eh, if she keeps going at this rate, it'll be two and a half months. Like, she still has a brightness in her skin and in her eyes. Yeah. She just looks like, you know, she could gain weight or lose weight, like, and not die. You know? Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. I just don't think like that's fair for them to be like, well, two weeks before she died, people were saying she was looking really thin. Because to me, I wouldn't see these pictures and be like, oh, yeah, they're going to die in two weeks. I will also say like I as someone who watched Clueless and I didn't watch it in the 90s when it came out because I was too young. But like in the early 2000s, I watched it. She's literally the exact same size as Alicia Silverstone. She's just a little bit shorter. So like not Mm -hmm. that it even matters, but I'm like, what were people even talking about in the 2000s? Like, I don't get it. I feel like they would just pick someone arbitrarily and like shit on their image, even though they look totally fine. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand like what the director was saying about like oh yeah like she wasn't like the skinny pretty one and like, what Clueless. are you I was, talking like, about it was I just too young when I watched Clueless and like just didn't understand the premise because I thought the premise was that they were like all skinny and pretty and popular and, and rich like, and, annoying yeah yeah like weren't they supposed to be like insufferable like that was like the whole thing was like they were like annoying mm-hmm. like oh my god like daddy like won't let me drive my car to like go get a burrito with my friend <laughs> like wasn't that the point of it mm-hmm. like these are spoiled people and her character was like the less spoiled one but still spoiled I mean they were definitely supposed to be clueless right they're supposed to be kind of like valley right. girl LA-ish but yeah I never got the sense that like one was supposed to be pretty and one wasn't I thought they were all right. just like attractive upper class class teenagers was the plot am I wrong like I don't know guys let me know maybe I just haven't seen it in a long time but yeah again not that it even matters but I'm just like what the fuck are they even talking about in that article these are the type of things people were saying about her before she died so it's important to understand that because we're gonna have some skeptics jump in and be like no no no, she had like all these problems and she was like really sad and like inner demons and I watched a documentary about how sad she was and it made me feel better about me because I was like I'm not like rich and skinny in a Hollywood starlet but now I feel like they're sad and so now I feel like my life is actually good yeah yeah and it like okay maybe she was sad but like it sounds like the only person who would even know that it would be her, her mom so yeah her or her mom so if you're not right. her or her mom like probably don't give an interview to us weekly or whatever because it sounds like she didn't have many close friends so how would you even know you know what I mean we'll get ready for the fucking twists and turns oh in the story okay So here's the weird fucking thing. By the way, you guys, this is all alleged because some of these people are still alive and they could sue me. So here's what we're going to say. Something of note is that I read an article where Brittany Murphy's father, who is apparently estranged, they did not have like a relationship in the end of her life slash when she was a child. The father accused her mother of selling her personal clothing, passports, her like SAG-AFTRA card etc in an article i'm just gonna read you part of this article and show you some of the stuff here i'm gonna send you some of these pictures i'm ready for it 
Did you ever see any Britney Murphy Murphys, by the way? Like Uptown Girls, any of that stuff? Um, I saw Clueless. Clueless, yeah, that was one. I don't remember it like... I wouldn't be able to tell you what the plot was anymore, to be honest with you. But I remember really liking it at the time. I saw it when I was in middle school or high school. So I'm, I've am i sent you some pictures now that are from some things that have happened after Brittany Murphy died. So one of the things that happened was her husband, who was still alive at the time, and her mother, who I guess were like living together afterwards because they all lived in that house together, right? Like Brittany moved into that house with her mom and then she started dating this guy and they got married in the house and then they all three lived together. They did like some press or whatever mourning her daughter's death or whatever look at that fucking last picture i sent you just tell me can you please just describe that oh god this is why i feel like this is why i remain blissfully ignorant about celebrities because nothing ever makes sense to me okay so you can see britney murphy's mom and her significant other i assume her partner her her husband oh it was her husband they're married yeah and they're holding a framed photo of britney murphy it's like an artsy stylistic photo of her with like makeup running down her face looking like she's crying with a a black wig on yeah she looks like a sad clown i don't know why they would pick that one was this for some sort of press pickup about whatever photo shoot that was so i like literally i was just like what the fuck is this picture it's the creepiest fucking picture because the mom's like making like a sad face you guys nothing says you're guilty more than making a sad face when someone takes a picture of you and you're supposed to be mourning like people who are mourning like they have dead face you know like you're like not you're not like making like a a sad gestured face anyways she's making a sad face it's just to me it's just like they're trying to show a narrative of like look Brittany murphy was like a disturbed star you know like she was like a sad girl she had like a distressed life because like right around the time that she died all these documentaries and all these papers started coming out where people were like oh yeah she had like a drug problem and she like never felt like she was good or pretty or whatever you know what i mean it's just weird to me like why would you choose this picture of your daughter who just passed away like why not use a picture from uptown girls where she's like smiling and laughing or like a you know what i mean or like a picture from clueless like just anything else yeah i don't really understand what the motive would be to pick this picture either i understand people all grieve in different ways but i feel like if you're going to be going to the tabloids with a message of you know my daughter was really depressed or my wife was really depressed and this is a tragedy i think that's fine but i guess i just don't really understand i don't understand that picture and i don't really understand the motive i'm wondering like was her family hard up for cash and maybe that's why they were selling things or what is going on so then the other pictures i showed you are pictures of things that were allegedly sold by the mother that belonged to britney murphy they look pretty fucking legit to me you want to describe some of those pictures yeah so i'm seeing a all denim outfit so a denim jacket with denim jeans then i'm seeing Brittany Murphy's passport, some money. Uh, That's odd. And then maybe money that was in her possession, her Screen Actors Guild card. Checks signed by her. Her employee badge, her Academy of Television card, uh, and then a picture of a dress that she wore for some movie role. That was Uptown Girls. Uptown Girls. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Selling clothes makes more sense to me than selling somebody's passport and employee badge yeah that's odd 
Unless so, they were, unless they were like, you know, destitute, like hard up for cash, then I guess. But even then, wouldn't you want to hang on to something? I don't know. Okay, so that happened. I'm getting ready to read this this article, but I need to go backwards a little bit first, okay? Before I read this fucking bombshell, crazy ass article that's gonna get us all sued. I don't know. So that's why I'm just gonna read the article word for word. I'm not saying any of it. It's just this article that I'm reading. Okay, so after Brittany Murphy dies in her house in January of 2010, only a few months after Brittany's death, Sharon, Brittany's mom, found Simon, Brittany's husband, unresponsive inside the same house. Monjack was pronounced dead, and it was determined that he died of the same strange causes that his wife died of. Remember? Acute pneumonia and severe anemia. Holy shit. Some people thought they both died of mold poisoning. Quote, it's unusual to have two people die of similar circumstances with pneumonia. We've been looking at it and saying something isn't right. I'm not saying you can't get pneumonia from mold, but we did all of the tests on it. Mold did not come up in the toxicology reports. End quote from the L.A. County Assistant Chief Coroner Ed Winter. So Mondrak dies in the house from the same strange circumstances as Brittany. And then people start saying like, well, maybe there's like a little bit of foul play because people have pointed out that Monjack may have been a con man and he had some interesting mm. legal trouble. He may have been responsible for Murphy's physical changes and social changes. According to Wikipedia, quote, Monjack married Simone Bien in Las Vegas in November of 2001. They divorced in 2006. That same year, he met actress Brittany Murphy. In April 2007, they married in a private Jewish ceremony at their L.A. home. The couple did not announce their engagement beforehand and rarely made public appearances together before their marriage. In the 2021 documentary, What Happened, Brittany Murphy? Several of Monjack's colleagues and friends accused him of being responsible for Murphy's physical changes and also not letting her connect with her family. According to the testimony of his ex-fiancee, Elizabeth Ragsdale, Monjack, quote, was a disturbed individual who was used to conning people, and Brittany was one of his latest victims, end quote. In 2005, warrants were issued for Monjack's arrest in Virginia on charges of credit card fraud, but the charges were later dropped. In 2006, a bank successfully sued Monjack, who had been evicted from four homes for $470,000. In February of 2007, Monjack was arrested and spent nine days in jail facing deportation because his visa to the United States had expired. In January of 2010, Monjack's mother, Linda Monjack, told People that her son was, quote, unwell, and doctors are carrying out tests. On whether he has a heart problem, it's not really for me to say. You must ask him. But yes, there has been health problems in the past. I believe it's common knowledge, and it has been in the press, that he had a slight heart attack a week before Brittany's death. End quote. A slight heart attack? I didn't even know you could have a slight heart attack. I thought you either have one or you don't. It's just a matter of whether or not you have like lasting muscle damage. But a slight heart attack? I've never heard of such a thing. That's I, I don't get it. I'm telling you the story because I don't know what to make of any of this. I just know that none of it makes sense and it's all freaking me out. I don't know what it means. I'm counting on you to like put this together for us. I need you to do what you did for the Donaldson messages. <laughs> For this story. <laughs> All right. What what did they die of again? It was anemia. Acute I anemia and severe pneumonia. 
causes. All right. Let's see what you come up with. And then after you come up with something, we're going to read this batshit insane article that I found. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, it's uh, you go first. I can't I can't find anything off the top of my head. This is this is like when I was going through the Doddleston messages, I was literally it it takes me so long to read anything. Anyway, (laughs) go ahead. According to an article for the Daily Mail published November 19th, 2013. Quote, Brittany Murphy's father has accused the late actress's mother of selling her personal belongings on auction sites for personal profit. It is the latest in the tit-for-tat between the star's warring parents, which all started when her father, Angelo Bertolotti, claimed she and her husband, Simon Monjack, were poisoned to death. Jasmine Newman is the daughter of Simon Monjack, the husband of tragic Hollywood star Brittany Murphy's, and she said, quote, no one has ever mentioned the poison idea to me before. Before. I only found out about the whole thing yesterday and it makes sense. End quote. Bertolotti has now alleged that her mother, Sharon Murphy, used the entertainment memorabilia websites, Julian's Auctions, to sell private items of Britney's, even her passport, and he tried to stop it. A floral nude dress she wore in the 2003 movie Uptown Girl sold for $1,920. That's it? While another tutu-inspired dress from the same movie reached $520. Now living in seclusion in Los Angeles, Sharon noted that Brittany, who died at age 32 on December 20th, 2009, had no relationship with her father, who spent 12 years in jail during her childhood. In her self-penned essay, Sharon also attacked his collaborator, Department of Homeland whistleblower Julia Davis, who says Brittany and her husband were killed for supporting her. What? (laughs) Just wait. Is that woman okay? She said, quote, This whole stunt is merely publicity to fuel their aspirations. The time has come for their false statements to be exposed and rebuked. End quote. Apparently, Bertolotti used a piece of Britney's hair and it had been tested independently. And the tests that he like used on her hair mentioned rat poison as a possible cause and claimed to be able to say that a third party had murdered Britney using rat poison. Sharon rebuked to this, quote, to even mention that heavy metals that were listed in the test are rat poison leading to articles suggesting Britney ingested that or anything like it is absurd. If she had, don't you think it would have shown up in the coroner's test of her blood and tissue? His report conveniently ignores what any good scientist will tell you. A hair sample can be affected by many outside factors, including hair dye, hairspray, prescription medications, foods, smoking, the occasional cigarette, and environmental factors. One cause we now know may have been toxic mold that was eventually discovered in that house, and that's might have been what really killed her. We'll never know for sure, Sharon adds. However, we do know that the Los Angeles County coroner did extensive tests and found that she had died of natural causes and now she is a real living angel in heaven end quote you want to just like summarize what this article is saying i don't even know what it's saying someone <laughs> from that works for the government was like hey these two people were murdered because they supported me so uh, sharon britney murphy's mom was accused by britney murphy's dad of selling britney murphy's like memorabilia and stuff for like basically pennies 
when you consider it you know all he said that he was like trying to stop it and then the mom retorts back and is like you weren't even a part of her life because you were like in jail so like why are you coming out right now trying to be a part of anything I feel that and he said well I got a piece of her hair I don't know how he got a piece of her hair but apparently he did I got a piece of her hair and I had it tested independently not using the LA County Coroner's Office and in the test it came back as having a bunch of these heavy metals that are found in rat poisoning and so I think that she was poisoned and Monjack too he thinks that Monjack and her are poisoned and Monjack's niece or whoever that fuck that was his daughter or whatever from the beginning of that article says that she had never heard the poison theory but it actually makes a lot of sense because she was like they're too young to die like why would that how could two people die of the most random acute anemia and pneumonia two people die of that in the same house and the mom didn't die of it and she lived in the same house seems weird but then what seems got even weird. weirder is how that- did he get her hair <laughs> this sounds like i'm so sorry but if if he was not in her life at all he sounds like the guy that you pass on the side of the road that's like oh i've got the hair of the president of the united states and i'm gonna go rob a bank because mm-hmm. the declaration he sounds like nick cage is what i'm trying to yeah. say he sounds like nick cage infested with a vampire disease who's trying to also fire you from your job but because the mom responded that way in like a self-penned essay to the father and was like, a hair sample's not even legit. Like you have to have uh, tissue and other stuff from the coroner. And the coroner already said that it was ruled in, in natural causes. It seems suspicious to me because if it was all bullshit, wouldn't you just ignore that dude? Like the fact that she's so defensive makes me feel like, like what are you def- being defensive about? But where would he have gotten the hair? At the funeral? From her hairbrush? Yeah, but how if he's not even in her life? I don't know. Maybe he could have bought it from online. Straight to jail. Whoever is selling <laughs> Brittany Murphy's hair straight the mom to jail. Was probably. I don't know. I don't know. But the, we just glossed over the fact that there was a, a Homeland Security whistleblower. I don't even know what to make of that. <laughs> like, again, are we sure? Or was this Nick Cage wearing a wig? who said that he was a Homeland Security whistleblower. So apparently like Bertolotti, which is Brittany Murphy's dad or whatever, that her like estranged father, he is somehow in cahoots with this like whistleblower for Homeland Security and apparently thinks that Brittany Murphy and Monjack were poisoned not by the mom, which is what I thought seemed most plausible, but instead by the United States government because apparently Brittany Murphy supported this whistleblower at some point in her life. I don't know. The article continues. Let me continue on. Well, let me just say, so far, it seems ridiculous, but then you remember that Marilyn Monroe was likely murdered by the CIA, allegedly. So who's to say they couldn't also have done something nefarious to Brittany Murphy? But you need to find the motive. Yeah, was Brittany Murphy like anywhere near the level of fame that Marilyn Monroe was? Like Marilyn Monroe was so famous and she was like whispering in the president's ear at night. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know. That's what I was going to say is like with Marilyn Monroe, the motive was that she was having an affair allegedly Mm -hmm. with the president of the United States and her house was bugged. So like that's a fact. She was she was anti-capitalist allegedly allegedly she was a communist allegedly or a socialist or something i don't know allegedly but yeah so then what was britney murphy doing well we know she probably wasn't having an affair 
with the mm-hmm. president. So then was she a communist? Was she a spy? Was right. she a double agent? Is that why her passports were being sold? That's crazy. That's crazy. If your cover was that you're just like a Hollywood starlet and you go yeah. that fucking deep. Wow. Wow. That's iconic. <laughs> the LA coroner told Mail Online that he had yet to receive the lab findings from Bertolotti and at this time would not be prepared to exhume either Brittany or Simon's bodies. And once again, he reiterated his original findings from Brittany's death, saying cause of death was pneumonia, adding that she was anemic and took over the counter-prescription medication. He said that Simon also died from pneumonia, also suffered from anemia, and a number of prescription drugs were found on him. Simon's mother, Linda Monjack, last week told Mail Online, quote, I have a feeling that something is terribly wrong. I believe that lots of things were covered up that should not have been covered up, and I do know that my son died unnecessarily in circumstances that are very very suspect, end quote. It never crossed my mind before, she said of speculation there could have been foul play, but now it has, as she claimed the couple were very, very fearful of so many things. She revealed that it had been hard to collect any more evidence as the Hollywood Hills home her son shared with his wife and Sharon Murphy had been razed to the ground. However, LA coroner Ed Winter told CNN in July of 2010, there were no indicators that it was from mold. Miss Monjack alleged her son had found severe mold inside the house, adding, All I know is that before Simon's death, he was having hallucinations that things were crawling out of his skin. He was distraught and he was getting fatter and more bloated. He wasn't someone who took drugs. He was always too fearful. All this time later, and we're still trying to find out what happened. I haven't got one single one of his possessions. No photos, nothing from his portfolio. I know he had an Andy Warhol, but Sharon said it was Britney's. She wouldn't let me take anything. She said he was broke and didn't have any money, and yet she said she absolutely adored my son. Meanwhile, Simon's daughter, Jasmine Newman, said her father and his wife were, quote, too young to die, insisting, it's weird. Mail Online revealed Bortolotti feared his daughter and British screenwriter Simon were targeted by shadowy government agents for offering her support to Department of Homeland Security whistleblower Julia Davis. Bortolotti, 87, alleges that at the time of her death, his daughter was under surveillance from government operators who were wiretapping her phone and terrorized her. Miss Davis, who claims to have once worked as a stunt double for Angelina Jolie, says Britney was being persecuted for standing up for her. She claimed she was branded a domestic terrorist after she exposed security flaws that were allowing terrorists to sneak into the U.S. while she was working as a border security guard in California. Quote, let me be clear. I am quite confident Britney never cooperated with Julia Davis, never signed any statement in support of her, never met with her, and barely knew she existed. Davis did try to contact Britney through her agent, but all she got back was a letter from CAA, then Britney's talent agents, which we have, telling Davis that their client knew nothing about her claims and would not meet with her. End quote. That is that article. Okay, just put it together. All right. Make it make sense. <laughs> I can't. We have three different different stories going, basically. The first story is that this house is haunted and Britney Spears left the house. Oh, my God. How haunted, did I even right? forget and about then- that part? Yeah. <laughs> and then so she sold this house 
with all its furnished haunted stuff to Brittany Murphy. And then Brittany Murphy and her husband died in it strangely later. Next timeline we have is that Brittany Murphy and her husband were fucking weird and they lived with her mom who's also fucking weird. Then Brittany dies of a weird cause and her mom and her husband do a weird photo shoot for a weird magazine where they pretend to be sad about a weird photo of this girl who literally is already dead and they try to make her look weird. And then the husband dies. And then the mom sells Britney's stuff on the internet, but then the dad tries to get involved. And he has a lock of her hair? Apparently he has a lock of her hair. Don't know, can't confirm nor deny. Now the third story, which also intersects with the second story, is that there's a whistleblower who believes that uh, Brittany Murphy is supporting her somehow or knows information or something. I'm not sure. I don't understand that part of the story, but apparently Brittany Murphy might've been wiretapped and had surveillance going on, says her father, who was 87 and not part of her life, but maybe he was. The last story is that we've got Simon's mom who's saying, hey, I tried to collect some stuff from Simon's house after he died, but Simon's ex-mother-in-law, Brittany's mom, is saying that he didn't have anything and that he was broke. But I know he had an Andy Warhol, and I tried to go get it, but the mom is saying that it wasn't his, it was Brittany's, and that he was broke. So I don't know, are all these people just, like, fighting over, like, rags of, like, pieces trying to scrap money together or like 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 do, do any of these people are any of these people reliable narrators like is britney murphy reliable is britney spears reliable is simon monjack reliable is simon monjack's mom is niece reliable is britney murphy's mom or dad reliable is this julia davis whistleblower girl reliable you know what i mean like who are these people are any of are them any of us reliable who is to say i okay so in my limited googling i'm sure you have more uh, to talk to me about. But in my limited Googling, I found that anemia, severe anemia can cause pneumonia. So if she if she had oh. anemia, um, just like naturally, like I've been low on iron before. Um, yeah. But not not like, you know, not proud of it, <laughs> not like, you know, severe anemia, but uh, occasionally my blood test because I get blood tested every three months. Yeah. My blood test occasionally will pop up with low iron because I don't eat red meat. And so then I'll take iron pills. Now, those are over the counter. So I'm assuming if she had anemia and she was taking over the counter and not prescription, it was probably iron pills. But I don't see how iron pills could cause pneumonia. I'm sure you can you can overdose on anything. Right. So I mean, I yeah. guess if you took the entire bottle. You might be able to be able to overdose, but did they ever say what prescription drugs were in her system or were they just cryptic about it? They were just cryptic about it. But an another detail that I noticed is that they said that Brittany Murphy didn't have prescription drugs. She just had over-the-counter drugs. But they say that Simon Monjack had prescription drugs on him, but just had over-the-counter drugs in his system. Okay, so I don't know if this is true or not, but after Brittany Murphy died, there was a lot of press that came out that said she was a drug addict. I don't know if you remember any of that. I mean, happening. I'm sure. And when you're, when you're like young and high, Hot and rich, like living in a big city, do all, you probably do all the cocaine? I mean, why wouldn't you at that point? But she came out and said that she didn't, and so I'm wondering if she did have like a prescription pill problem. Perhaps she was splitting it with her husband, and so maybe she in her system at the time, maybe there wasn't any prescription pills in her system. But we know her husband had them on him when he died. She could have been taking his pills and it could have just been that, you know, her immune system or her body was so fucked up from taking pills that even once they're out of her system, 
like the, even once it wouldn't show up in a toxicology report or whatever, the damage is still done. You know, like if you put your body through a lot of stress, once you stop putting it through that stress, your body doesn't just like bounce back immediately. Like you suffer from that for a while and maybe her immune system was just weak and she had pneumonia and couldn't fight it off. I don't know. It's very tragic. It's also just so bizarre that two young people die in the same house under the same circumstances, but are two very different people. And I guess what I mean by that is like, it's not like they're related. So there couldn't be some like underlying genetic genetic anomaly happening. Um, He's very tall, like large man. And then she's like this very, very tiny woman. So it seems unlikely Mm -hmm. that they would have the same things going on internally. I don't know. It's just so weird. They both die from pneumonia and anemia. I could see her being anemic just because she is so, so small. And I know so that, small. you know, when I start yeah. losing weight, that's when my iron counts go down on my blood tests. And so then, you know, you have to eat a bunch of stuff and try to go back up. I don't know. It could be something like that. I also know women just have a hard time with iron levels because we tend to bleed every month. Yeah. So, I mean, what's up with that, dog? Well, it's very strange. Now, we have another thing that comes up. I sent you a screenshot of a post that Britney Spears has now deleted, but she put it on on her Instagram. I want you just describe that screenshot of Britney Spears Instagram post which has now been deleted. Britney Spears posted a photo of a People magazine cover published on October 18th, 2021. It says Chilling new details. What really happened to Brittany Murphy? In 2009, the clueless star mysteriously died at just 32 years old. New shocking secrets are emerging about her final days and her husband's dark past. And then it's this very beautiful photo of Brittany Murphy, which is the type of photo I would expect somebody would, yeah. would pose with after their loved one has died. Not a like crying. Right photo but again to each their own everybody grieves differently (laughs) when i die tragically because of like some bullshit that has to do with this podcast like the government murders me nobody better (laughs) fucking talk to the press with like a terrible screenshot of like me crying on a zoom call or something i swear to god professional photos make me look (laughs) so hot that you're like was that even her and just be like, gaslight everyone is what I'm trying to say. Just gaslight everyone into thinking I was better than I was and gaslight them into thinking I was hotter than I was. If you, Nobody is ever fucking allowed to post some bullshit of me like covered in dirt in ranch clothes on a tractor or something or crying mm-hmm. in my car while I'm eating like a, I don't know, a chicken nugget shitting my pants because I'm allergic to gluten. <laughs> I don't know. You guys better not fucking do this bullshit. All right. Then Britney Spears posted this magazine cover and she says, I saw this online today. Is anybody else curious? She died at 32. Hmm. Just saying. P.S. I know it was a while ago, but come on. They are still investigating. Britney. And she said at people. And she put a ton of the like smile, like the emoji of, is that a crying emoji or is that a blowing nose emoji? Is it blowing nose? Blowing nose. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes you never know with Britney. I feel like Brittany has uh, her own unique, like, take on what emojis are for. Yeah. But when I see somebody, (laughs) when I see somebody blowing 
like using the blowing your nose emoji. I feel like it normally means like sick. Bullshit. Yeah, or bullshit. Yeah. I think it's like bullshit to me. It's like, I don't know why. You guys, what do you think the blowing your nose emoji means in that context? I'm going to read it in Britney language. It's like, I saw this online today. Is anybody else curious? She died at 32. Hmm. Just saying. I know it was a while ago, but come on. They are still investigating at people. I don't know what she means. What do you think that means? I mean, I think... I know I what she means because I read her book. Oh, 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 well, then tell me. I want to know what the civilians think I, she means. I don't means. fucking know. I don't know. The early 2000s was absolutely awful to women, so <laughs> and especially famous women. So I have no clue. For all I know, I don't know anything about Brittany Murphy. I only recently started becoming interested in pop culture through Reddit. So I have no fucking idea. I mean, I know that she was looking pretty unwell in one of those photos you you showed me um I mean she's like alive and bright-eyed and moving around but at the same time like I don't know she looks like maybe she could be sick so I don't know I have no idea I got no I have no idea Br- Britney Murphy or Britney Spears Britney Murphy like I said guys I don't know whether this is true or not I'm just gonna tell you some haunted shit for this podcast okay wait so this was in Britney Spears's book yes Okay. So the way that I found this screenshot, because this has been deleted now, of Britney Spears referencing this Britney Murphy investigation, is that I looked it up on Reddit because I went on pop culture chat, r slash pop culture chat or something like that to see what was up because they always know. Someone had posted this in there, this screenshot, and was like, what do you guys think Britney Spears is talking about? And a bunch of people were just like, oh, I don't know. No one knows what she's talking about, whatever. But then someone else said, I think she's suggesting that Britney Murphy's parents tried to kill her because Britney suggests at a moment in her book that she thinks at one point her family was trying to kill her. So Britney Spears in her memoir, she talks about how she's not sure because her parents, she was part of a conservatorship. So her father had conservatorship over her body and over her like estate and finances and all that. So he basically like controlled everything she did. If she wanted to see her children, she had to do whatever her dad said. And her dad would make her basically be a pop star. Like she wanted to just like, you know, fall off. Like she didn't want to work out anymore. She didn't want to diet anymore. She wanted to like move back to Louisiana or just chill. She didn't want to like go on tour. She didn't want to do a residency in Vegas. She was done being a pop star. She wanted to like relax a little bit. And her dad was like, absolutely not. You're going to continue to be a pop star and took control over everything and sent her to an institution at one point before they started the Free Britney movement. It was basically like she was institutionalized and she at one point in the book is talking about how she thinks her parents sent her to this place where she wasn't allowed to leave for three months because they were trying to break her spirit and she thought this whole time while she was in there she like considered ending her life and she was like I just the only like one of the only ways I made it through is because I just wanted to to get out and see my kids again so someone was saying that maybe she's hinting at Brittany Murphy's like mom tried to kill her or parents tried to kill her who, i don't know tried who to is to her. say i mean i think it would when i see that caption i'm thinking like britney spears lived in this house britney murphy lived in this house right. so she probably also feels some sort of like kinship connection yeah connection yeah. those are the kind of the two <laughs> different routes that the tin hats take on this case is they're like some tin hat people are like well i think the parents tried to kill her 
you know, other tin hat people are like, well, I think that house was super haunted. So some of the other comments were like, I think Britney's referencing the haunted house that they both lived in. I don't know. Some people said, you remember how Britney Spears left because she said she saw a male and a female spirit try to push her down the stairs. Yeah, that's horrifying. Some people think that Britney was psychic. Like we talked about in the beginning of the episode, she had like a psychic connection and had a paranormal experience when she was in Arizona and she said she was sensitive. Some people think maybe she saw the future. So she saw like the sadness or depression that Brittany Murphy and her husband were going to go through in the house and those were like the spirits that tried to push her down the stairs or maybe she saw a spirit that would like eventually haunt the house and fuck shit up I don't know look I believe the house is haunted because I feel again I feel like all of the rich houses in the Hollywood Hills have a ton of trauma associated with them just in general because the type of people that can buy those houses usually like like there's a price to pay for fame there's mm-hmm. a price to pay for wealth and so I feel like maybe it's just because I I live here and so I like you know I've driven around the Hollywood Hills before never lived in them but I've driven around I remember one time my ex had a friend not going to say any of these people's names who lived in the Hollywood Hills I set his friend up with one of my friends on a double date and we went back to that guy's house in the Hollywood Hills I just felt like there were bad vibes because this is a guy in his yeah. 20s early 20s mm-hmm. driving a super fast sports car living in the Hollywood Hills got way too much money too young and he lived there alone and it was huge and I just remember feeling like weird like eerie like on one hand you're like oh this is like a really cool spot cool like we should have a party here or something and on, on the other hand you're like no like I don't know I don't know how to explain it it's like icky it's like somebody here is gonna bring, bust out like a batch of bad cocaine at a party and everyone who does it is just gonna die and then you're going to have to just watch everybody die around you because you don't do cocaine and then you're going to be traumatized from that and so it's like I don't know it's just something about it where I feel like what is that saying idle hands make devil's handiwork or something yeah Yeah. it's like when you have a bunch of money first of all all of us would love to have money right I'm sure everybody all of us would but there is something to be said about like once you get to a certain level of wealth you get to start trying things that for the normal a normal person we wouldn't have access to. So it's like the Kennedy curse, which we've talked about before, is like some people think that the curse was actually just wealth because mm-hmm. their wealth opened up different avenues to die that like you and I don't have to worry about crashing a Cessna because we're never going to fucking go get our pilot's <laughs> license and be drunk flying around the skies. Right. That's just not a thing <laughs> that non-rich people can do or non-famous people can do. So I don't know. Yeah. All of this is to say I certainly do not know. But I did just find a TMZ article. So th- I guess the toxicology report has never been released. Like her blood toxicology report has never been released. And I find that curious because if her family really believes that she was murdered, like why not just release that information to the public so you can be like, look, this is another like box to check that shows that like she didn't overdose on something. Well, that's why I feel like people are pointing to the mom yeah. because the mom is the only one that's like, oh yeah, like we'll ask the coroner, like the coroner fucking the corner the corner the corner the corner the corner oh i see what you're saying yeah and then everyone else is like i don't know seems weird seems weird and the mom's like no it doesn't seem weird it seems normal and i'm like shouldn't you also be like it seems weird like yeah my daughter i can't believe she's dead this seems weird like corner look into it more you know this is weird why is she just so happy to like shut the case and here's the fucking weirdest part about this is that i looked into trying to find that la county coroner he fucking died well he's fucking dead was he old 
I don't know. I was hoping you would tell me. <laughs> I had to cancel my Ancestry.com subscription because it was too much money. It was like $80 a month. Let me look it up. Yeah. Ed Winter, LAPD coroner. All right. While you're looking that up, TMZ did... TMZ fucking obtains all kinds of crazy shit. They did obtain a list of the medications that were found in her <gasps> nightstand. And okay. those medications included Topamax, which is an anti-seizure medication also used to prevent migraines, methylprednisone, which is an anti-inflammatory medication, fluoxetine, which is a depression med, clonopin, which is an anxiety med, carbazepine, which treats diabetic symptoms and is also a bipolar med, Ativan, which is an anxiety med, Vicoprofen, which is a pain reliever, propranolol, which is for hypertension and is used to prevent heart attacks, biaxin, mm. which is an antibiotic, and hydrocodone, which is a pain med, and miscellaneous vitamins. They did not list out the vitamins that were found. At first, while I was reading this, I was like, well, it sounds like you could overdose on any one of those. But then I was also thinking in my mind, if I literally died right this second and somebody went through right. my bedside table yeah they would think you were insane yeah absolutely and also like <laughs> with the um pain relievers and antibiotics right. like who among us has not i know you're not supposed to do this but like sometimes you don't finish your antibiotics you know what i'm saying and then you got a couple of loose <laughs> pills left and so you just leave them in your bedside <laughs> nightstand just in case just in case in the future you ever need it or hydrocodone <laughs> i had surgery last year and i've got hydrocodone left it's just sitting in my bedside nightstand because i don't know what to fucking do with it i know that right. there's like a place where you're allowed to dispose of your pharmaceuticals but like i just I just no. am, I don't want to do it. I'm lazy. I feel like that's just like someone like with a bucket and they're like, yeah, dispose, dispose of them yeah, all right yeah. here. And then they just like run off. Put them right here, pal. Yeah, exactly. Like, where does that go? <laughs> yeah, just a man wearing a trench coat. Right. And the bottles have like all your personal information on them. So I always feel weird about throwing out the bottles. So I do, I have mm -hmm. like some empty bottles as well in my nightstand because I just like don't have the energy to try to like block them out with a Sharpie. Totally. Okay. While you were saying that, I I found the article that says how Ed Winter died. You're not going to believe this. You guys, the plot thickens. Ed Winter was 73 when he died. That's not old. Well, what's the average age of for a man? Isn't it in 70s in America? Average? Like 90s? No, no. Every man I know fucking lives forever. They fucking never go down. 73 is the average age of death for men in America. Okay, that seems even more fucking weird then. <laughs> how, how strange is it that he just lays down and dies of unspecified natural causes when he's exactly 73? That sounds like someone's like, oh, how can I make this look normal? At the moment he turns 73, <laughs> he dies. If anyone looks it up, they'll be like, oh, this is just the average age for someone to die. There's nothing fishy about this at all. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe the real murderer is the big pharmas we met along the way. It's interesting to note, if you do think that the house is haunted, that the New York Times pointed out, quote, in the 11 years since Murphy and Monjack died, the property has been listed 10 different times. Sharon sold the home in 2011 after having difficulty finding a buyer. It was sold in 2017 for $14.53 and sold three months later at a $2 million loss. So if you do think the house is haunted, it would make sense that it keeps getting listed because like people buy it move in this place is fucking weird move out oh i definitely believe it was haunted it was for sure haunted yeah that's not even a debate for me well they raised the thing to the ground and then they built this new shiny house on it that's supposed to be like i guess new and not haunted version <laughs> i just <laughs> not suspicious at all oh yeah 
Yeah, that looks like a... I mean, look, you guys, it's beautiful. The way people in LA that are wealthy live is crazy. This looks like a three-story, four-story possibly house. No, no, I think it's three-story and then the bottom level looks like a garage because you can kind of see like these cement pillars at the bottom. And then there's, yeah, there's like an infinity pool and... It's gigantic. It's yeah. like modern and like all glass windows. Yeah. James Bond lives there. But also this style of home is haunted to me. The feng shui is bad? Well, no, I don't think the feng feng shui is bad I don't even know how to describe it it's haunted it's impersonal yes I think yes I think that's what makes it perfect for spirits because like in the spirit world they don't know where they are they're like don't know what's going on they're like oh perfect I found a a house where like I can't tell where the fucking door is and there's just windows everywhere and it's like am I trapped in here or am I choosing to be in here am I just a fish in an aquarium or am I a human I don't know why is the fridge hidden yeah it's just like they're right at home because they can't find their way around anywhere and everything's weird and the shower is just like a hole from the ceiling and you're like this makes no sense because I'm just gonna get cold because there's cold air touching me everywhere like a shower should be enclosed but rich people don't think that way they're just like how opulent can I make this and maybe ghosts are the same way they're just like how crazy can this shit get you know yeah I had I just had a thought as you were saying that I think the reason why I think this style of architecture is haunted is because there's no way birds aren't running into that shit and just like passing away on the ground because they think it's sky because it's just glass. Yeah, Yeah, maybe the spirits are fucking flying into this bitch and just like (gasps) smashing into the glass over and over again and getting angrier and angrier and angrier (sighs) because they can't escape and they don't know why because it looks like sky, but it's not. Actually, that's very valid. So when I lived in Los Angeles briefly during COVID, when everyone was fleeing and they were scared, like the rent went down really far for like a few months. There was like rent was like way, way down. And then I luckily got this area uh, like up on a hill. Remember that house in the Palisades I lived Mm -hmm. at? It was super cool. But when we moved in, there was all these beautiful windows that were like looking out towards the Pacific Ocean. And we had to put stickers on them because birds would fly into them. It was really sad. So we put stickers on it. It's not that far-fetched for you to think that birds are flying into that. Like I'm I think they are. I think birds are flying into it. Spirits are flying into it. They can't escape. And I don't want anything to do with it. I tell you what, not a fan. Give me my tchotchkes. Give me my, um, all of my trinkets. I don't want to live in a minimalism house. (laughs) Theory number one, mental health issues. This is pretty self-explanatory. There's hallucinations, lack of sleep, unbalanced lifestyle. These people are working really hard. Hollywood is a very unbalanced lifestyle. Sometimes you're working like 24 hours a day not able to sleep we know all the time stars get hospitalized for exhaustion that's like a normal thing that happens which is so crazy to me that that's like just a normal thing like oh yeah she was just hospitalized for exhaustion don't worry guys she's not going to rehab she was just hospitalized for exhaustion (laughs) everything's fine she's still America's sweetheart could be that theory number two mold poisoning this could be from hoarding because we know that apparently there was a hoarding problem now I want to see pictures of the hoarding problem because like one man's hoarding problem is just another man's my house day to day yeah (laughs) exactly so we're not really sure if we could call it a hoarding problem also they rebuilt the home so if they rebuilt the home then the mold problem should have gone away right right? but the house kept getting listed so we have to assume that maybe it wasn't fully taken care of if the haunting was just the mold then when they rebuilt the house it should have gone away right but apparently it didn't because they kept selling it 
and relisting it. Also, the medical examiner's office rejected the idea that the deaths were caused by mold in the residence in 2010. But remember, Simon's mother, Linda, revealed in 2013 that her son had actually discovered severe mold in the house before he passed away. But that's just hearsay, right? Yeah. If he was hallucinating, maybe he saw like the grudge. Maybe he saw like black mist in the house and he was like, yeah, there's so much mold in here. It's crazy. It's mold with eyes and stuff. (laughs) There's a ghost made completely out of mold. Theory number three, murder. Mother tried to sell the house at this huge, unrealistic $7.25 million, even though we know that they purchased the house for $3.7 million. Eventually, she had to sell it at a million-dollar loss, and then the home was immediately torn down and rebuilt, so any evidence that would have been there is gone now. Also, Ed Winter, the coroner on this case, died in 2023 at the perfect age where no one would ever question it because he was the exact average age of death in males in America, so that's that's just furthering the hypothesis. Also, no way to know if he was bought or not now because he's dead. So we can't like, you know, shock him until he tells us what we want to hear. Number four. This is one that I made up, but also other people agree with me, apparently, according to Reddit. A hit on Britney Spears via chemical warfare. What? This theory is basically just what I said. A hit on Britney Spears featuring chemical warfare. Britney said in her book that she thinks people were trying to kill her, specifically her parents at one point, people who wanted to benefit off of her fame or whatever, and she wasn't like listening to them. Maybe Britney moved into that house, someone planted some sort of chemical or someone put a hit out on her are planted mold planted something that was in the vents or whatever and she ended up like hallucinating in the house didn't like it and left or just felt it maybe she felt the presence of the people who put the hit out on her right like the man and the woman who tried to push her down the stairs she got the fuck out but then the chemical warfare was still there Okay, you guys don't think about it too much. Number five, Brittany was psychic and saw the evil spirits of the future who would haunt the new owners. That concludes my theories portion of this episode. Beautiful PowerPoint. Thank you. What are you sending to me here? I'm just sending two random things. I feel like you could go down each rabbit hole for hours and hours, and I'm sure you did. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's really nothing... Like, again, it's just random comments I'm finding on Reddit. Oh, okay, I see. So this person, Coming Up Roses, 5678, posted saying, If I am remembering correctly, Brittany's mom moved in with Brittany's husband after she died, and it was odd. She and her son-in-law were quite physically affectionate in public after, I think. They were clearly reeling from Brittany's death at the time. Brittany's mom may have lived there before, too, but I can't remember. I do know that Brittany was very close and reliant on her mother. Take all this with a grain of salt. I'm trying to remember celebrity gossip from 10 years ago, so I could be wrong. And then somebody responded, PSBJ totally boss. And they said, just so you know, that person is incorrect. Brittany, her husband, and Brittany's mom lived together. Brittany and her mom were extremely close, and Brittany had previously put her career on hold to care for her mom when she had cancer. I really doubt her mom did anything to her. The traces of arsenic thing is easily explained by hair dye. The three had also recently traveled to Puerto Rico, and both the mother and husband had mysterious illnesses afterwards. Could be a coincidence, but some people think it may be related. What? I haven't heard the Puerto Rico thing. It could be a hit on the fucking Monjack. Sounds like he was looped in with some shady stuff. This is just... I don't understand. It's like in in the 21st century, how is it possible that people die and we don't know why from Mm. their autopsy like I feel like you should be able to have a concrete answer especially when someone's so young like it should be like hey Mm. it turns out Brittany Murphy had this rare um, genetic 
anomaly with her heart valve and it we nobody knew it was there and then she it just like you know caved in on itself and she ended up passing away or like oh it turns out she had too much sodium in her body and she ended up you know what I mean like I feel like the Mm -hmm. few young people that I have known that have passed away young that didn't die from an accident that died from an illness instead there's always an answer I had a friend die from cancer in his early 20s I mean it's pretty obvious how why he died then I had another friend die because after she gave birth her potassium levels were way too low and the doctor didn't do any blood tests and sent her home and then she passed away in her sleep there's all kinds of reasons but there should be a reason at the end of the day so I don't know if it's because maybe her mom knew what the reason was and was either in denial from her grief or felt like it was some answer that she just didn't agree with so she didn't want to make it public I don't know but I feel like it's either that or there was no cause of death you know what I mean like there was no Mm -hmm. no findings and I don't see how that's possible when you're only how old was she 32 I think so yeah yeah it's way too young I I mean I, I just wonder this like autopsy thing is this like, you know, when you take your car to the mechanic and they like try to diagnose what's wrong and so they like do all these tests to try to like figure out what's not working and then they like come up with a pretty good answer like we're pretty sure it's your radiator or we're pretty sure this valve needs to be replaced but there's no way to know until we replace it and then see if it works. Like is it like that but you can't make the person come back to life so you really don't actually know if your diagnosis was the reason. Like they can look at your heart and see that it was like enlarged and you had myocarditis or whatever but could it have also have been like some weird thing in your brain or something like an implant that was put in there by an alien and just no one fucking knows because they just didn't think to look inside your brain because why would they who is to say certainly not us I just, do you think that there's foul play involved? What do you, you think it's drugs? Do you think it's foul play? Do you think it's just hauntings? What What do you think is going on? What does your heart well, tell okay. you? okay, look, the obvious answer is that we don't know because we don't have enough information. But what I can speculate about, and I will, is that that house is fucking haunted. There's no way mm-hmm. it's not haunted. It just is. And I don't have to explain why I feel that way. I just do. Now, the weird red herring where there's this woman who worked at the government and was like, oh, yeah. uh, they she was uh, it was a hit job or whatever. That is like so bizarre that I'm I can only speculate that that person did not actually work for the government and was just Nick Cage in a wig. But if they really did work for the government, then that's fucking weird. I don't know why somebody would say that. Good for you. If you're that crazy and you can work for the government, good for you. Yeah. Get that back. Congratulations. Take them for all they're worth. Get that pension. Get that health insurance. Do what you got to do. That's the only people who should be working for the government. Crazy people? Yeah. I think those those are the only people working for the government. Have you ever like It's just like a <laughs> as a loop. It just goes in like a cyclical thing. It's like we have mental health issues because the people who are in charge are like have mental health issues. And maybe they're like we don't have a health insurance problem in this country. <laughs> We're great. We're doing absolutely great. <laughs> No changes. Check mark. Five stars. We graded ourselves. Right. We looked into it. We're five. It's just denial by like boomers who are like, mental health isn't real. Like, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like living with the stuffed corpse of their wife who passed away 10 years ago. And they're like, mental health isn't real. We're fine. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this story. I started researching this being like, you know what? This will just be a fun little tidbit to put on there. You know, something to break up the monotony of like a ghost. You yeah, know, like a just pop something culture, extra. a pop culture mystery. Yeah. Now I feel like I don't know what I've unearthed here. 
I don't know. Anybody who listens to this podcast, that if you guys have some ideas, you have some insight, let us know. I tried to find more information about the home that Brittany and Brittany both lived in, like, you know, who had had it first. And I found um, someone online claiming that Madonna had had it. And they were like, that's why it's so haunted. But then someone else said that that wasn't true and that she owned a different house in the hills. But I do agree with Alyssa. The hills just has bad energy. It's bad. I think that just the way that Southern California was designed by like God or the ether or whatever was just poor. Like in the part of Los Angeles, it's just like a weird funnel where like smog and energy and like depression gets stuck in. It's bad. It's bad vibes in that hills area, in my opinion. Very very beautiful if you just want to go on a hike up to the hollywood hills great do it go look at the hollywood sign it's not that big in person and then you know leave and then you don't live there though i don't know if there's something about it like it's cool to see maybe once or twice to like kind of drive through those windy Mm -hmm. areas but i don't know if if you actually go inside of one of those homes you're like five call girls have been murdered here and somebody living here is like not well and not getting the help they need those houses don't have a feeling of permanence no they don't feel grounded like it just feels like people come in and out and a lot of them are historic like a lot of them have been there since the 20s or the 30s because that's kind of when hollywood took off and people started wanting to live up there and i think that those homes are kind of like you know a neglected animal they don't really have an owner they don't really have like a true soul and they just feel a little lonely and maybe that's why they welcome spirits in because they're sad now that being said if you're a listener and you live in the hollywood hills invite me to your house prove me wrong show me a good time have a party Yes, if anyone would like to leave me in their will, their home in the Hollywood Hills, I won't object. Here's what I'll do. If you have a home in the Hollywood Hills, let's chat about it. Let's have you move to either, mm, let's say, Calabasas or perhaps the Pacific Palisades. How about you get like a nice little Hannah Montana situation, stable in the back, overlooking the ocean. There's like a a window that goes into your room, a horse sticks his head through there. I feel like that would be better for your mental health. So like, let's just try to make it happen. And me and Allie can live there and my horse can live there too so everyone's happy look i have a proposal guys if you live in the hollywood hills let's swap living situations for a year Mm. you come live in oxnard i'll go live (laughs) in your house and that's it that's the whole proposal and then by the end of the year i get to keep your house and sell it if Mm -hmm. i survive the ghosts and you get nothing in return it's a really bad deal for you but it's okay you don't need anything because you're rich enough to have a house in the hollywood hills and that's okay that's okay but you know help help me out brother last thing i'm gonna say before we do our sign off this is just another hypothesis just something that i believe that has no basis in scientific research at all a place that doesn't rain doesn't get cleansed right like we know that water is a spiritual source of energy it's like cleansing literally and it's healing and we know that because too that episode we did on um that house in virginia that was like haunted as fuck i can't remember what it was called you remember what i was talking about and the woman was psychic and she had uh freddie mercury came to her window (laughs) i forgot about that Anyways, she said that that water is like heavily psychic. And so I'm wondering if because up in the hills, they never get any rain. There's no source of water anywhere. Maybe it's just like the the energy is stagnant and never gets cleansed. Just further contributing to the hauntings. Fact. Would you like to do our sign off? Oh, yes. Yes, I would. Oh, here we go. BRB. Gotta go buy five different lamps for my bedroom. Bye. Bye.